everybody, and welcome to Video Game Apocalypse, episode 512. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the St. Nate Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Almost dead and nearly red, Chris Antista. And the last, last samurai, Matthew Allen. <laughs> and special guest, David Watkins Jr. Howdy, howdy to all of y'all. Thank you for having me. Thank you so oh, much for joining man. us. Uh, where can people hear or find more of you? Uh, in a lot of places. Too many, quite frankly. But... Uh, to just go through some of them, uh, welcome to the Thing Podcast. You know, mm-hmm. I'm on there with T.L. Foster and Jared Green. Funny folks, great folks, great conversation. Never uh, lets me on. <laughs> <laughs> One, hey, we got to keep expanding the guest pool. Eventually, <laughs> we'll get around to everybody. Trust me. We will have the lowest person to the highest person on there. Bill Gates will be on an episode one day. Um, don't know why I pulled him out that. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, Spoonful Podcast. Do that with Mario Pecodio. Uh We do that, you know, every other week. Spoonful Vids on Twitter. You find us on YouTube as well. Uh, that's another great show. And also, VGU.TV. Do a lot of video game content there. Do a lot of podcasts. Do a lot of written work. That is another place that you can find my work. So, yeah, one of those three places you'll find me. Or just CJSpun61 on Twitter. Or Busy else. man. Busy yeah. man. Too uh, busy. It's a problem. <laughs> I'm going to try and keep the uh, Emmett Otter references to a minimum. <laughs> but I, I don't know how many you've been confronted with on a podcast, but I watch that like eight times every Christmas. Wow. So I apologize in advance. You know, I respect that because I very rarely have gotten Emmett Otter. I get Emmett Smith from Emmett the Smith, Dallas Cowboys. Sure. sure yeah. um, I wish I got the Lego movie Emmett because I like that character a lot. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's a good one. But yeah. So every now and then I'll get Elle Woods' husband as well. Should I should I try out my Emmett Smith impression, or is that probably not the right thing to do? I I don't even know what he sounds like. That's my thing. I couldn't even tell you what he sounds like myself, so I don't know if I should be offended or not. If that don't beat all, I'm Emmett Walsh. Of the, well, of the, I, I wouldn't do that. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that direction. That's totally <laughs> offensive to someone who's not Emmett Smith. There's a prospector about to write an angry letter. Is he turning into M. Emmett Walsh? What? Yes, there you go. I can do him. No, exactly. not that mother scratcher. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, em- Emmett Smith not really known for talking on that Cowboys team. You know, that would that would have been more like Michael Irvin or something like that. Certainly, so, certainly. All of our in- immense number of sports fan listeners understood that reference. Do what I do, nod and pretend you know what they're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love cricket. Yeah, hit the mallet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cricket's footy. actually uh-huh. cricket's amazing and you guys should get into it. Don't you hate it when there's a red card? I believe you. Uh, yeah. All right, we're switching <laughs> sure. all the sports now. Yeah, so this is a show about video games, and it's going to be uh, a fun show. I know I say that every week, but only sometimes is it a lie. Uh, this uh, this week, <laughs> it, it, was it this week, Nintendo World is now open at Universal Studios in Hollywood. Stateside. Finally, either we, we thought like when we were in the depths of COVID, like, oh, we're never going to get to see this. Oh, it's never going to happen. And now here it is. You can well, Florid- Floridians thought that because I think their park was supposed to be built earlier and now isn't coming mm. until 2025. Oh. Okay, I was going to ask about that. All right. Well, yeah, but it's I also... Am, it's- I'm sitting like five miles as the crow flies yeah. from that new park right now, and yet I haven't mm. been because I'm But the, the Florida one will have extra shit. It'll have more rides. It'll be a bigger space, I believe. Mm. They'll have yeah. a one-two switch ride. Can't wait. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the great. Will, uh, will they let you go on it if you have larger than a 40-inch waist? Because I think, think Florida might need that. I mean, it's, it's maybe true. more they'll than to... California, but I, I don't know. And the United States in general sort of needs that. You know? They'll have to sit in a queue, but it's there. They'll, they'll enjoy 
the officially translated Mother Three. That's that's where. Wow. That's where. Our, yes. Perfect. That's the only place you can enjoy it. It's just a way, stand with a Nintendo DS on it. <laughs> not the first theme park to do that because Chris wasn't it the Navi ride like at uh, Disney's Met Animal Kingdom that Which I had just did, yeah. a similar size like limitation it, and people were sort of up in arms. I about don't it. know what the oh. size limitation is, but it is one of the only rides that has like this is what you'll be sitting on. Why don't you try it out? And I think that's supposed to shame people from getting on the ride. The controversy is the Tron ride kind of, it doesn't say a weight limit, but it, it, it you have to sit on this thing first to see if you can fit in. And if you can't, you're kind of, you know, up shit's creek. So is the mm-hmm. Navi ride like you must be nine feet tall and have a 20 inch yeah. waist to ride? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's Avatar. You become, God, did anybody see this movie? Oh my I God. I saw the yeah, first he's, one. He's, the he's, second he's, one, I couldn't be bothered. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm aware. Wow. I've, I've seen it twice. It's great. And once again, yes, Matt, I brought it around. To no, I brought Avatar. it up first. I brought up the ride. So it's my <laughs> fault this time. I gave you an, mm-hmm. your. What, what, I did, what I did see that I hope Nintendo does a little more with is I don't think those. Look, I love Nintendo and Mario more than most people my age. I want to go to the park. The park looks a little lame to me. And really? A little bit. Other than, like, this like, looks really cool, but, like, the rides are, like... Look, I'm not going to get on the, go out on a limb and defend Harry Potter, but, like, the, the Harry Potter areas and the rides are the best themed anything the best rides they have oh and yeah the rides, that's in the same park huh and it, it, it will is. be it yeah i guess so and it, yeah it, it will be epic universe same as the is simpsons this whole weird thing i mean universal always does a great job of sort of recreating these worlds but they're at least the one in hollywood they're very small like the simpsons yeah. land very very small the harry potter land in hollywood's pretty small no the florida the florida, florida one's got is, two parks right is absolutely yeah it's absolutely insane it's a theme that? train that's that's a ride in and of itself that connects the two that you can only, it's it's so crazy and I thought after seeing that I thought Nintendo would kind of go a little more whole hog and its active interactivity was sort of like collect coins why uh, <laughs> so that they but, can sell you that wrist thing so for ten bucks thirty five dollar wristband but now now as in this park the the wristband is also an amiibo and you can tap oh, the wristband okay. so the 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 outfits you see in the queue in the Mario Kart ride you can download in the actual Mario Kart game when you get home oh that's kind of awesome. weird oh neat. It's, you know it's a crazy thank huge you, incentive. Thank you for saying that because I am actually planning. I, I got a trip where I'm going to PAX one weekend and then flipping mm. it over to WrestleMania the next. Ooh, Nintendo lands yeah. on that itinerary now. So, like, we already got tickets. We're going. And now I will know to bring Mario Kart. So Wait, we where, where's WrestleMania this year? It's in LA. Hollywood, baby. Okay. okay. Yeah. Which is why. Even though I, Universal yeah. just announced a Texas park, which is sort of like mind blowing. Like, you might not wow. have to go that far anymore. I mean, not Emmett and I, actually, but, yeah. nor Michael and Matt, but other, <laughs> everyone else in the country might not. No have one on this show, show, actually. Yeah. It's, it's uh, almost as inconvenient as going to the other coast. Yes. Yeah. But still, like, there's never been a Universal or Disney park anywhere but these two places in the country. Right. So it's kind of neat to see that happen. And and it kind of forces Disney's hand mm. to, like, yeah, what are you going to do now? I think New Jersey. Universal <laughs> I get because it was, like, based on where they film stuff. And, like, you know, in the 80s and 90s, Florida had all these tax incentives and they were yep. filming TV shows there. But, like, Texas, yeah, I don't think they... I still don't think there's a Come watch the Joe place. Rogan Experience ride. The Joe Rogan Experience <laughs> Experience. See, I'd ride the Fear Factor ride, but then once he has to actually talk for more than seven minutes, then I'm good. <laughs> well, the good news is both shops can have elk, elk meat at the end, so... 
<laughs> Come to the new Tesla factory and test drive a new, new Tesla. It's the scariest ride in town. Let it self-drive itself while you're behind the wheel. Weirdly enough, that ride only has children, but none of them ever come back. Yeah. <laughs> take you on a, a thrill ride on I-10 where you can't control the car. Well, just let it self-drive around the parking lot at 60 miles an hour. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. <laughs> oh, All right. Boy. So, uh, Vigit Games, we thought it would be fun in honor of Nintendo World opening. Uh, actually, no, Dave Rudden, friend of the show, suggested this. Uh, have we ever done theme parks in video games? And that seems like the sort of thing we probably did. But I, sworn I couldn't. That. I couldn't find it anywhere. I was confused because I did it for like either an article, another website, or a YouTube video. Because mm. uh, I think I think I did uh, five instances of Tomorrowland in a game. Or we might have already done it. And this is going to be one of those instances where we find it later. But well, then we realize people tune in. Maybe not exactly for what we're talking about, but just the yeah. fact that we're talking but, but about. But here's it and the here's the thing: I found a workaround because even if we have done theme parks in games, we've never yeah. done games set entirely within theme parks <laughs> entirely entirely yeah should should we ground rule it right off the bat like hey uh i, I understand roller coaster tycoon great series yes. but we're not just doing mm-hmm. a list of roller coaster tycoon games right no no we're not these, these will are... count <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's also kind of a tycoon game i don't remember it that Absolutely well fair. but you know the the wu-tang fighting game was made in thrillville Ah. No, sorry, I'm just kidding. It's a <laughs> like super that. stupid like game. It took me a second. Like Thrill kill. Thank yeah, you. nice. Oh, Emmett, you're so kind to me. <laughs> More Emmett Otto references. <laughs> I respect the craft. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it because Wu Tang's for the children, Chris. I'm too old for that. <laughs> Honestly, the first thing my brain went to was Thrillville is like Trillville, which made that song some cut in like 2005. So I was trying to figure out a way to switch that in, and you got me on the rap reference. That is exactly what I meant, by the way. The other guys didn't get it. Nope. (laughs) I'm eternally mad at Wu-Tang because, like, I was always like, a West Coast rap is better than East Coast, and they were, like, the one example people would point to. I'm like, I know, I know, them and Biggie Smalls. Like, shut up. I get it. They're really, really good. Shut up. West Coast. Come on. Hmm. Got a Nas record in the background, or you you can't talk that shit. Yeah, I can Mm. only say so much. But then again, there's a Kendrick album right above it. So, like, (laughs) here we are. Well, let me tell you about Exhibit. Again, I'm going to try <laughs> this joke again. again. Nobody's watching you people on Netflix. Uh, again, that statement sounds terrible. People? It's the title of a movie. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. Right. He's bad. Um, all right. Uh, so, yes, ground rules. They have to be pre-made theme parks. These are these are all uh, not not theme parks you create yourself. Also, I'm I'm not really up on my tycoon games. I'll be honest. Uh, it's much easier to talk about stuff like number five. There's something special about the entrance to an amusement park. A line drawn between the real world and the world of whimsy within. On this side, the apathy of our everyday lives. And on the other, anything we might dare to dream. It's no wonder Callum ran back inside. I wouldn't want to leave either. Wait up there for mommy, Callum! This way! Have a safe journey home. Technically, the title of this game was said in that clip. Oh, was this? Is this the one I put in chat? Like, is this a Silent Hill game? No, no. That, oh, man. That oh, would man. be a theme park appearing in a game. Ah, okay. okay. This is the park. That's it. We've talked about, like, oh, on, yeah. for like a Mother's Day show thing a, a long time ago, but uh, the park is sort of a walking simulator about a mother who is exploring a clearly haunted amusement park trying to find her little boy who ran away. And as you make your way through this place, everything just sort of begins to devolve 
and you realize that you have an unreliable narrator and she might have done something to the kid, but uh, is still very determined to find him somewhere here in the bowels of this amusement park. Ew. I love bowels. Yeah, bowels Ew. are great. Um, <laughs> well, you want to you hear about bowels, you need to go on the Tunnel of Love ride. Gretel freed her brother Hansel, and together they lit a fire beneath the oven. And though she screamed and begged, the children sat by the oven until her screams had stilled, and the witch was cooked. And then... Because even children can't survive on sweets, they divided up the body of the old witch and ate her. Yep. <laughs> so one thing that sets the park apart is that you actually go on all the rides for whatever reason. You go on the Tunnel of Love. You go on like one of those little octopus arm things with the, uh, the little jet pods. You go on the roller coaster and you go on the Ferris wheel. And so you, you get the full park experience in a very dreary, uh, dread-inducing way. That's, I mean, if I haven't expressed that before, like a lot of my dreams take place in theme parks. Never would have guessed. All, they're not, but they're not always scary. Some, like I, I've written two nearly complete works of fiction based on theme park stuff. One kind of funny and deadly, and one kind of like. Have you ever like seen the Disney? dark rides on with the lights on like especially because yes. most of them are like in water it would be terrifying to be dropped in five nights at freddy fans i don't have to tell you that but like <laughs> creepy realistic robots moving or not moving in the light or the dark is fucking haunting haunting it's terrible it's a terrible notion to think of I disagree about the light part. But like, I, yes, definitely in the dark. Like, if you're not in a ride vehicle and trying to ne negotiate those tracks in the dark, terrifying. But I have been offloaded on enough rides when the lights are on to have show you? you. Yes, they mo normally just look really, <laughs> really shitty up close and with the lights on. So mm, I got, yeah. I got deboarded in Indiana Jones once in inside Disneyland, and I, oh. it was so, it was so disappointing because like we get off and it's like. It's like the part with all the skeletons. Anyone who's been on this ride knows that there's like a yeah. the part where you're, you know, you're there with all these like bones and skeletons. And the backdrop, as we're like getting off, you walk by the backdrop, is just like a painted piece of, of plywood with fucking like neon blacklight paint on it. it it's basically <laughs> just above local haunted house level production value. And you're like, this is Disneyland. This is like supposed wow. to be the best of the best. And it's like most of those dark rides when you're, mm -hmm. yeah, when when you kind of see them up close, you're like, oh boy, this really right. That, that ride in particular is like amazing and very confusing because it's very difficult to tell how big it is because you can see certain parts of it from certain areas other and there's riders. a lot of smoke that they pump in, into yeah. that floor to make it seem a lot more vast than it is and my yeah, favorite sure. anecdote is that i've ridden it more in japan than i have in america so i'm just used mm -hmm. to harrison ford being like uh <laughs> like just speaking <laughs> japanese and waving goodbye to me uh Japanese yeah. Harrison Ford is quite a sight to behold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Robot little, Harrison I will Ford. say, a little bit of setting, because now you're telling me that all the Disney dark rides are basically the same quality as that one Garfield ride that everyone makes out in. It's oh. it's no. not too far off, yes. No, it's it, it, camp, because I, I got let off a of one ride, and that was Spaceship Earth. Maybe, now I can officially call it, having been on it recently, the worst ride in America. It sucks. It's the thing in the Epcot globe. 
I, I was yeah. going to say, isn't that the other name for the Epcot Globe is just Spaceship Earth? Like, or yeah, is that it's just called Spaceship Earth. It? It's the worst ride in America at this point because they used worst. to have like here's Oof. how humanity progressed <laughs> and and th- and then and then my favorite part was going on it even in the 90s and 2000s like in the future we'll be in space on cordless telephones and <laughs> like and they just like fuck this we're getting rid of this so that the latter half of the ride just has nothing because they don't want to commit to any version of the future mm. like Lame. i'd rather see an old version of the future than nothing <laughs> no, yeah, they should no, get I, bold. Like, what's the actual future going to be? Let's get yeah. graphic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it'll be it'll be awful. We'll all sit down in Jetsons VR machines. And, well, I, I like when Disneyland did that. At one point, they said, "Okay, no, Tomorrowland. It's too hard to keep up with actual technology in the future. So we are just going to set it." I think they set it at some arbitrary point. It's like, yeah, it's the 1980s, which is this era of the future, and they, yeah. it was it was supposed <laughs> to be an idealized future that never happened. I'm like, right. that that's. Probably the way we should have gone. Well, like the, the, you know, current future predictions are like so boring. It's like, yes, in the year 2035, you'll be able to edit your own genes. And also video (laughs) games will look slightly better. (laughs) And and, and one of those will come true. We still (laughs) won't get 4K at 60 frames, though. To to the credit of the park. Like we'll hit 1080p finally. To the credit of the park, like. (laughs) Just like dreaming about riding a ride like that, uh, like a 1950s version of Tomorrow, and you're riding that alone and it's echoey, mm-hmm. it's fucking terrifying. It's yeah. a great place to set uh, an ominous game. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of ominous games, you are not entirely alone in the park because this uh, creepy ass boogeyman keeps showing up. Like at one point, he'll just like turn up looming huge over the the octopus ride on on one of the turns uh he also sits in behind you on the roller coaster and has a little conversation with you and he's very concerned about your mental well-being right now you and your boy are everything that this place doesn't want the antithesis of what we stand for where is callum Poor child. He tried so hard to do what he was taught. He even left you a trail of breadcrumbs. But the park is just so hungry. It ate literally all the breadcrumbs. Can you believe it? (laughs) Is this game set in the secret world world? Yeah, yeah. So this is technically a spinoff of... What is the secret world? Is it like an MMO? I don't remember anymore. (laughs) Man, yeah, it was like easily. a quickly failed MMO, wasn't it? Like it wasn't around for very long. And is it, is it an H? Is it a Lovecraft joint, The Secret World, or somehow? I, I think it Lovecraft? might be uh, borrowing some stuff from oh, Lovecraft it's an mythos. EA joint. Huh. Yeah, I think on the publishing end. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I remember seeing stuff. Oh, Funcom. Okay, that's it's from the Age is. of Conan people. Oh, oh yeah. gosh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, this looks like this is their APB. <laughs> oh god! Wow! Wow! It's just like generic people with guns fighting monsters in the Sahara, but yeah. they have suits and there's a mech. I don't know what this is. That sounds no like video game, the video game. Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be a secret world legends that's currently free. Might might still be ongoing in some form. But can but I just I... say like how rare it is for a video game to let you ride an entire yeah, man. ride? Like it, yeah. it only happens in a few... One of which, and I know it's not on our list because it's it's like a cheat because it's part of a game. Chris, did you know there is a Walt Disney World skin for Minecraft that you have to purchase what? that lets you sit through entire Walt Disney World attractions, no. including the Tiki Room? 
What? All of the Tiki Room, <laughs> and you're locked in with the really bad-looking, you know, they're not even polygonal. They're voxel birds at that voxel point. Voxel birds so with Thrill Ravencroft and uh, Paul Freeze's voice. In the Tiki 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 Room. Are they Minecraft versions of their attractions? It's Yeah, it's Minecraft versions of everything, including characters which you walk up to to get an autograph. I'm going to have to check this out. When I went, it was more like the squeaky room. Because, you know, just all those old animatronics with unoiled hinges. In the squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Yeah. 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 That's why you got to go to Disney World where it was under new management with Rafiki and Iago. By yeah, Gil they got rid of the, that. But, no, it burned down. Oh, <laughs> oh it did? Okay, yeah, I didn't know about down. the burning part. Yeah, it burned down. But oh, Phil Hartman was the voice in the, the bird in the front. That was great. Sure, it was pretty and lit. John Lovitz. Nice. Uh, yeah, maybe happy. Yeah, going on the rides almost offsets having to watch this character slowly mentally go to some darker, darker places. A lot of people idolize their children. You hear them talking about their kids and just the way they talk. Their fucking voices make me want to vomit. My angel likes to read, and little Johnny is so good on the piano. Fuck those people! You give up nine months of your life carrying them, you traumatize yourself giving birth to them, and then you spend the rest of your life as their slave. Wiping asses, mopping a piss, feeding them, little life-sucking monsters who take and take and take until... <sighs> we all go insane. Happy Mother's Day! Yeah, boy. <laughs> but I, yeah, I did. I did want to oh comment. God. That sounds like wow, wow, creepy. But like, if you've been to a theme park with a family, mm. somebody says that at some point, mm -hmm. like, like something like that. Somebody has a breakdown. Why don't you do what you want to do? I'm tired of telling you what you to do. Oh my God, this is a whole park meant to please you, and you're not pleased. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. You will always encounter somebody having that breakdown at a oh, Disney sure. World park. Yeah. Uh, I brought I brought you to the expensive theme park so you could do whatever you want, and all you're doing is crying because I won't buy you the cheap souvenir that's Dude, marked always. up five hundred percent at the gift shop. No, that I wouldn't even be mad about. All they're really doing is crying. They want you to hand them your phone so they can play on your phone while they're oh, in this expensive no. theme park. Oh, yes, yeah, that's the worst. Welcome yeah. to the future, and I'm like, hey, this is uh, not a Wall-E ride, okay? Where you know people are, would are supposed to look at screens here. Mm. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's focus on the expensive park around us. Look, great joke. I feel like a Wall-E ride would kind of go hard though. I yeah, think that would be too. really cool. Yeah, me too. You yeah. can get in a giant fat suit and uh, sit in a chair. <laughs> awesome. They have just a replica fat suit by the line, so it's yes. like you can't fit. <laughs> no, oh that's, well, honestly, that would be hilarious if like the queue is actually part of the attraction. Like you're just looking at other people actually in queue for the attraction, checking their phones, and then when you're in the attraction, it's like, oh yeah, there's the uh, future people. Right honestly, there. that should Garland. He's here every day. That should not be a ride. That should be a restaurant at Walt Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> It should still I mean, be in motion, yeah. but I mean that's I, like I that's like the restaurant inside the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? That's yeah. like the Blue Bayou. It's like I, I do want to say, Matt, uh, having been in Disney World recently, Disney World fifty, there are fifty statues you need your phone to interact with, mm -hmm. to like find or do stuff with. So everybody is on. I do feel like there was a time when uh, theme parks like hated the idea of your phone. I went to Disneyland oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. about nine years ago, and it was just like. There's no reception here, and they clearly are like downplaying phones. And yeah, now now it's, now like, it's you, part of the experience. You, you yeah. cannot do it without your phone. You, if period. you have the the fast the, the magic password, the fuck they call genie. it nowadays. Like it, it has to be on your phone. Genie, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the genie. Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears and move along to number four. 
It's the Freak Show, the Freak Show. See the strange and bizarre. Step right up, we'd love to see you. We think you could be the star. <laughs> little bit of a cheat since technically it's less of a theme park and more of a traveling carnival but what is this carnival oh i heard a beetlejuice noise in there Mm. this is that shooter the uh Mm -hmm. the carnival shooter carnival right yes uh, yes the the one where you get a pump shotgun i think before that was like a common fixture on the uh the buck hunter machines or whatever they are one of oh, yeah. uh, Dan Amrick's favorite games. Didn't he, didn't he talk glowingly about this on he, one of our previous games? He podcasts? did. He did. Yeah. One of my yeah. favorite games, too. Well, yeah? maybe not like actually if I made 100 lists, it wouldn't be on there. Um, but like I, I have fond memories of this one. You know, Shout out to John Sports Park going there during summer vacations and just shooting some zombie clowns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, always a good time. This Wait, is definitely is it, one is of the, the park ones. in the game? Oh, yeah. There was okay. a lot. Well, it, it, no, it is it the park in the around. game or are you referencing like a real park? No, there's a real park. I think it's in like Fort something, Georgia, where we would go there. I I was in summer camp. So like every year we'd go to like a list of places. And John Sports Park was the only one that had Carnival. I'd be very excited to go there every year because I could play Carnival. Of course, Fort something, which is next door to Fort Sumner. Right. It's it's right down the road. (laughs) I was going to ask Emmett that because like being from the south, like there was always like 1950s somewhere around there there was always there's always some failed Disneyland somewhere in every mm-hmm. state in the south that with a weird ass theme and i mean like i know people you look up like the weird north carolina wizard of oz park that's like falling apart oh my god so creepy that sounds incredible everything's in black and, half the half the parks in black and white yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what is the Not one on that purpose, was in japan the was decay. it the lilliputian yeah. land in japan the ted like so yeah. cool has a, a life like a life size, and by that I mean like you're the Lilliputian Gulliver on the ground that you can climb on, and they abandon yeah. it, and now teenagers just smoke pot and spray paint. I, I don't know that teenagers smoke pot in, in Japan. In Japan, probably not. No. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a death penalty offense. Yeah, I was confusing it with. I think there's a theme park in China somewhere, or at least there used to be China, China. China. Where uh, it's it's staffed by little people and they pretend to live there in these little houses and good lord yeah. what they they did it on uh, they they visited on an idiot abroad the uh, the show with Carl Pilkington oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and know what uh, I'm doing after this All yeah, right. he was enchanted with it but it's, everybody else is just like yeah that seems kind of exploitive yeah, yeah. Oh, no sure. that's no there's, good. there's a town like that in Flor- in South Florida somewhere that is. Hmm. mostly little see that makes sense for florida (laughs) yeah yeah there i grew up near it was kind of an urban myth there was a town like that um that apparently was like a retired circus troupe of little people founded like a town and built houses that were their size and stuff like that and yeah we would just go there to fuck with each other and scare each other late at night because it was abandoned you know so oh okay that that sounds haunting as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh boy tiny home run (laughs) no it's gonna get you Every time you see a tiny desk concert, you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Carnival, we brought up because was it because it's a great arcade shooter? Or because it's like it's it was, incredibly bloody and yeah, violent. Un, it was an, part of an underrated light gun games show uh, that we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, like this is such a weird, you know, trip back in time to look at because like you know. Uh, when during the attract mode, it's showing like big 3D FX logos, like. Yeah. 
Back before NVIDIA bought oh, Ultra 64. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This cabinet has two voodoo cards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a lot of voice, which, you know, for the late 90s was kind of a big deal. When the moon is full and trees are bare, walk through the cemetery if you dare. Where skeletons rot and corpses fester. Locate the tomb with the skull of a jester. Feed him the token all shiny and new. It is then that Carnival will return for you. Okay. Hey, hey, skeletons can't rot. That's yeah, it's true. But yeah. also, can I point yeah. out the fact that, like, that you would not be able to hear any of that in yeah, a video I was arcade. About to say, if you want to that simulate that, all go be ahead and put on, out. like, background sound of, like, what a casino sounds like. Just put that yes. on YouTube while trying to play that. And that's about what you're, you're getting yeah. every tenth word out of that. <laughs> yes. Or a kid a kid is caught in Sonic Blast Man. Like, yeah. You're not hearing yeah. any of this shit. Or in my case, just 50 children from, like, South Georgia just going ham in, like, the golf course <laughs> next door. <laughs> yeah, the batting cage, the little, little ding of the oh, batting dude, cage. So many seconds. things interrupting my carnival <laughs> sessions. Let me tell you. Using a putter like a three wood. <laughs> exactly. like, oh, man. We, we There were some hooligans in our in our. Class, I was one of them. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I respect them. They let me trade uh, PSP games, so it's all good in the hood. <laughs> nice, nice. But carnival is like, even when you watch YouTube playthroughs, if someone's playing on something that smooths it a little bit, it is kind of transfixing, especially because like... Mm. What you shoot like bleeds in the like where you shot it in like yeah yeah it's a polygonal a polygonal shooter game but before that was really even happening in arcades a lot yeah yeah and and I remember one thing that um, Dan when he was on last last time brought up uh, there is a bit with a giant mutant baby that comes after you and it's a yep. boss and you have to shoot it and like. The the damage will show on this thing as you're shooting it. Don't wake the baby. <laughs> like eventually the baby looks like Giancarlo Esposito in Breaking Bad where like <laughs> you know like half the flesh on its skull is gone and it's still coming after you. God. That's exactly the type of stuff. I mean, hey, we're, now we know where Doom Eternal got it from, first off. Mm-hmm. Now we know where so many of these other games got it from. And, yeah, honestly, like, even though I've always been, like, squeamish when it comes to, like, horror movies and stuff, mm-hmm. I think games like Carnival made me realize, oh, I can disassociate that type of imagery when it's a video game very easily. And now I find that type of stuff very, I don't know, satisfying. Just, mm-hmm. oh, my actions has an I, instant reaction. I know what you're, because, like, uh, fuck, what was that? Guillermo del Toro movie from a few years ago that I really loved. Uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Alley. Alley. Nightmare Alley. But like the, oh, the, the, the traveling mm-hmm. carnival stuff, like I, I, it's definitely changed a lot since I was a little kid because I still, now I'm, I have the luxury of going to my hometown carnival, but like before it really was kind of a harbor for weirdos and like mm-hmm. former criminals. And if you didn't read that story, like a haunted house, they bumped a dummy and like, a bone popped out and like, oh yeah, that was that was that an was old Frank. west yeah. yeah, that was an old west villain that was his body was worth money as a bounty and they bought it and they put it in the ride and it's been there for a hundred years mm-hmm. like a fucking literal corpse you're poking yeah. at. But that's the, the thing, like carnival. the owners didn't know it was an actual corpse for a long yeah. ass time until someone found it. Yeah, until someone knocked at it. But it, but yeah, like carnivals were a great great place for a scary experience and it, it, it's both for me it is both i saw an independent movie and they managed to like 
in the movie in the carnival, which was like, you know, it's like a hundred thousand dollar movie. And like, but I get it. That was like the biggest thing of the fall. If you grew up in a small town, but also the darkness underneath, like the Coke stains and all the Bon Jovi mirrors you're winning in the fucking ball games. And (laughs) I think the scariest thing to me was just like those hastily assembled rides where you're like, yeah, that can't be safe. Or uh, if you go to the Marin County Fair, like I did a few years ago, you see the actual rides from Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch being used, which is truly terrifying. Still had the signage on like the fences that went around the rides. Pull out a black light, you'll see molestation stained. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) On the ride? Oh, would that you man was relentless. Him? You saw he the HBO documentary. Come on, man. Fair enough. But at the same time, it's like, man, that that's more concentration than anyone should use. Mm. That's just a that lot. Is, all you have to do is add children's screams to every Neverland Ranch ride, and I would go as like, it's haunted with the ghost of... Oh, you didn't hear? That's the part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's like it's set up by that I think you should leave sketch about the ghosts fucking and sucking. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts, they're interesting. Haunted Neverland Ranch. Uh, God. Hope I um, land there. Yeah. There is there is uh, one – there's a few rides in Carnival that uh, you can experience as part of the – you know, it's, it's all on rails, so you don't get a choice in it. But uh, one of them has its own theme song, and just for funsies, I am going to play it now. Come on ride. It. When I think dude family feud banjo yeah, in the background. Yeah. When I think terror, I think Paul Bunyan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the new name of horror, Paul Bunyan. Boy, and and his ox was blue. blue. That's yeah. pretty terrifying. It's a big mm-hmm. blue ox. Man, Pharrell has a lot of range. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. The whole ride takes place in his hat. <laughs> oh, wow. you can fit the whole cabinet up there i swear and this is this is midway games following off and i just want to yell about this because i'd never been on a certain ride in disney world and this is this game is based off one of their ga- the luckiest band in the world who has had rides and movies and aerosmith? video games aerosmith and i went on the fucking aerosmith ride and there was nothing more dated to me then this 1991-ass ride that, like, all right, you'll go through the queue, you'll see all these gold al- these gold rock albums Ooh, back yeah. when rock was the most, the, the best resource we had. Yeah. And uh, and you go, and, and the queue is inside of, like, an L.A. recording studio. <laughs> so you're, yeah. you're amongst <laughs> cubicles, and you go in this this room, and there's this 3D thing with Ken Marino, the I want to dip my balls in oh a party gosh. down yeah, guy, yeah. saying nothing. He says nothing. A 3D version of Aerosmith. Like, there's a bunch of people here to see. He's like, oh, just give them 3D passes. And Aerosmith walks off in their limo. I'm like, the gall of these people in their half-assed music. <laughs> and you go on this ride that's like a decent roller coaster with like some black, uh, some, uh, what do you call it? Blacklight. Blacklight mm. stuff. But it sucks. And it's, cl- I just got involved in some Disney Park fans uh, Facebook groups. And they are the worst people in the universe they complain about it can everything be. it can be everything is sacrosanct and like the rides closed down for refurbishments I'm like 
The riot should close down for good. Like, I don't care if it's replaced by anything. Well, you know, they got to update the Steven Tyler model with his fourth facelift or something in as many years. So, yeah. It's it's so fucking silly. It's the silliest thing I I saw in any park in this day and age. And I love old, like, 1950s dark rides. They should retrofit that ride with, like, a VR thing where you shoot CDs at people and just (laughs) rename it Revolution X. And it just plays the same 40 seconds of Eat the Rich over and over again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I've talked to Insomniac about that disc launcher thing. That's a patent from Sunset Overdrive, I'm sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Or that uh, that Far Cry New Dawn game or whatever. That's it, yeah. Yeah, one of two. Yeah. Far Cry Primal, I think, is the CD launcher. But, or not Primal, sorry, 6. It's 6. That's it. Yeah, no, there's a CD launcher in New Dawn too. Like there's a you you yeah, not a CD. It's it's uh, I think like it's a, um radial saws. S- saw blade. You're right. You're Are right. Are this yeah. just part of the Far Cry canon now? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. So Carnival is pretty awesome. But mm-hmm. um, Matt, I'm gonna throw you a bone here. Number three. I mean, you call a- it throwing me a bone. Yeah, I, I call it putting me on the spot. Uh, this <laughs> is Sonic the Colors. <laughs> <laughs> I was really glad the ring sound. I'm like, oh yeah, Sonic Colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors is one of the, the better 3D Sonic games, and the whole conceit of this is that Eggman has, uh, aka Doctor Robotnik, has changed his ways, and to show it, he's going to build a giant planetary themed theme park. In outer space. No, he's gonna he's gonna do, he's gonna use all of his time to make uh, watercolor pictures of the president in a scathing political screen. I'm thinking of Jim Carrey. Oh sure. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I was gonna say I probably prefer that because the last person to make a theme part to prove that they're innocent. You know, we talked about it earlier on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You're right. <laughs> But, but no, look, kids, see? <laughs> look, he's, oh, he's being very contrite. Listen. This amusement park has been constructed entirely out of a sense of remorse for my past transgressions and is in no way associated with any sort of evil plot or premeditated misdeeds. Well, that's a relief. I actually had some pretty good writing in this one. Um, yeah, I, I love this game. Mm. I, I think it's great because it's it's this odd stab at Mario Galaxy, whereas Mario Galaxy was just like, here's some Mario levels floating in the middle of space. This tried to like make a theme out of everything, like you're in a different area of a park, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and just bro- I just also like like I think the Mario well the Mario Kart series there's that that there's that track that goes through a whole cake, and there's this birthday world in this game that's just like this is awesome. <laughs> like I, I think you mean it's. Sorry. Yes, that. Mm Should have seen that in the chamber. (laughs) (laughs) Had to use it somewhere. Gotta say, this this game is also supremely playable since the uh, the, the remake came out. Yeah, fairly recently. So, Sonic Colors Ultimate, and actually just came out on Steam. So, if you uh, haven't played that yet, go go check it out. Yeah, man, I'm a big Sonic Colors fan, and, and. I, I had proposed doing video games represented in theme parks thing mm-hmm. that was summarily rejected because Sonic has been, I mean, Sega had these amazing attempts at theme park attractions and licensed rides in America. 
And Sonic is perfect for he's about speed. Like any roller coaster would benefit from a Sonic skinning. Yeah. Well, I did find uh, at Alton Towers in the UK, uh, there's a, a Sonic Spinball ride mm-hmm. where it, it appears to be uh, Tilt-A-Whirls on, on uh, like a... What's well, a, a roller coaster where the, 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 the cart you're on spins in circles yes. randomly. Yeah. So the, where the ride I can't, I, mean, I can't ride those anymore in my old age. Like something happened. So with like, my yeah, you, you go, ear, you so. go around a bank turn and then a, a, a dip and like it will just arbitrarily twist. So like you don't know what side you might go down backwards. You might go down Ooh, on, on your right. Every time, man. Nah, Ugh. I can't. I couldn't do yeah. that when I was 25, let alone yeah. now. No, I did. I, I, I literally will turn green the rest mm-hmm. of the day. Well, let me, like, let me ask you. I did, I did want to ask you, because Michael is, he fought against it because I, I forgot, like, one of the last things I did in California was go to a theme park with his wife. I'm like, where's Michael? I'm like, he hates this shit. He doesn't like this six, at all. You went to Six Flags, mm-hmm. and I am not a roller coaster person at all. So it's not because it's not just I've met people. It's not the 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 speed and the drops aren't a problem. The spinning or, or that that's the only yeah, thing that affects me the is other. the spinning. So like I used to love the UFO ride they had at Carnivals, which literally just Rabbit spins you fast enough to stick you to a wall. Yeah, the idea of going on that now makes me sick. Just looking at that, like there's it's just spinning like the teacups at Disneyland. I used to fucking spin just those motherfuckers it. like there's no tomorrow, and now I'm that guy. Like don't. You touch that turntable, uh, so help me God, God. yes. Well, like, I, I have a little bit more of tolerance than that, but I have gotten to the point where I remember one time I went to the local fair or whatever, and I went on that Graviton ride trying to be all cool, mm-hmm. and I was on a date and everything, and I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah, be a badass. Watch me walk on the wall in Graviton. I couldn't get up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, you know, it, if there was a context in which I was saying that, you know, that's a great context. He could, he could I, later, though. He could I've later, though. Oh, no, no, I don't you make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Oh, no, I've my seen head a ton of TikToks <laughs> of people trying that. And it's it's all, it's hilarious because it's one of those rides where, like, you are unaccompanied and not restrained. You can, you can try this if you yeah. like. Or, or if they're if they're trying to give the illusion of safety, they would clip like a chain across in front of you that wasn't even close to your body. Like, oh yeah, this is going to restrain me from fucking flying. If I'm going anywhere, I'm flying out the top of this some bitch. Like, put, a, put a, <laughs> something over the top of it, please. I think I can hit a superhero pose. That's what I'm going to try and do next time I'm on one of these. Oh, I'm going to try God. and hit my uh, fisted uh, fist next to my knee, one knee up, one knee on the ground. I'm going to try. Uh, did next time, I mean, Michael, you said you were. Has to be lit off. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we did the actual caveat. So I work for Sega. So yeah, take oh, everything yeah. I say about Sonic uh, with a grain of salt. I, I should have copyrighted that. But yeah. um, but colors, colors, and colors ultimate. Uh, really fun representation of a theme park that obviously doesn't exist in real life. But yeah, it's it's like what would an Eggman theme park look like? And as you can imagine, by the end of the game, uh, everything is not as it seems. But, oh, of uh, course. But I, I do like that right at the beginning, only Sonic seems to be suspicious. Tails is like, why are we bothering this poor old man? Right. He loves to hear his own lips flap, but I gotta hand it to the eggster. This place is epic. Everyone and their brother is gonna want to come here. No doubt. But now I'm not sure why we're here. This place looks totally harmless. Because Eggman plus secretly built amusement park equals evil plot for us to foil. No, couldn't be. Uh, if I if I didn't know that was Sonic and Tails, that just sounds like an older brother who's teaching their younger brother slurs. Like that's just what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> like 
oh, I'm super rad. And then the innocent, like, brother, you're so cool. <laughs> I, I just, I, oh, like, in terms of real theme parks, Sonic is the most, I think Sonic's the best idea to make a theme park out of. And there's always been talks about it. And Sega has, has done numerous things in, in theme parks. I'm not trying to put Matt on the spot or anything. Because I, I even think, like, GameWorks was an attempt to, like, make a chain out of a, you know, little theme park, which we love GameWorks. We did a ton of podcasts out of there. Uh, but, yeah, Sonic should have just a full-blown theme park. Sonic, Speed, Tails, Flies, Knuckles, you bump into each other. That's what should happen. Get the Amy Mallet game. Hey, hey, Amy Mallet yeah. game. Yeah. Oh. Just a whack-a-mole. Just a huge whack-a-mole yeah. ride. Big the and cat it designs itself. Yeah. Big the cat, you can win shitty goldfish that die in the car on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed to die on the car on the way home. It's a selling Broke point the for parents. Show. All right, Gar- guaranteed to give your dogs ick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, we let you look at the bag, and then we just flush it down a toilet preemptively. Yeah. Let me get rid of this for you. And you know what the name of this park would be? What's that? Chow Gardens. Hey! Uh, <laughs> right. Bush Gardens, but uh, yeah, just saying. Yep. Now you're thinking with pumas on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let's let's oh. move on. I, I will be very pleasantly surprised if any of you besides me have played this next one. Number two. The headline will be Revealed the Real Culprits Behind a Homicidal Theme Park. Please. Let the world know everything. This is the most disgusting theme park I have ever been in. I will. I won't pad the truth or leave out any gory details. That should make it fantastic. Very cool. <laughs> I'm a very cool journalologist. Gonna... <laughs> is this Illbleed? This is Illbleed. I play oh, Illbleed. I love okay. Illbleed. All right. All right. Good, good. Well, it's You know, it's kind of obscure now. Not a lot of people know yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. It's a Dreamcast. It, has it been re-released? Any, any I don't think it has. No. If it's ever re-released, I'll be the first one on it. This is the perfect type of game that I... It's obscure, but in like... Where it's obvious why it's obscure because it's fucking bizarre, weird, yeah. trapped on a console, no one plays. Mm-hmm. So like, I ooh, this is the perfect type of game I like to watch videos about. Yeah, I'm it's not we, play it. we streamed it a couple times and it's just like this is constantly entertaining, constantly. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And the uh, the setup is really quite simple. I'll let the plucky teenage protagonists explain. Take a look at this. Those are guest invitations to Illbleed. How'd you get them? From a Pepco promotion. Kill! Look, we can win a hundred million bucks there. Yeah, if we can manage to get through the whole park, that is. No sweat. I'm game if you are. Sure thing. I'm with ya. <laughs> what about you, Erico? I think I'll pass. It sounds too good to be true. Gee, you think? hundred million dollars to make it through a theme park? Uh, I mean, hey, it depends on the theme park, you know. If it's Great America, maybe we'll have a problem. But yeah, yeah. also yeah, I'm good. I am so bored and poor. Any kind of Squid Game thing you want to do to get me to go through a haunted <laughs> theme park, I will absolutely do it in, ri- in risk of my own life. I, I'm happy to. Yeah. Just let me vlog it so my family can get the residuals from right. the YouTube check that they right. take the copyrighted money from anyway. <laughs> yes. Turn turn my my whatever my death flail is into a Fortnite dance and get some, <laughs> oh get some proceeds. <laughs> so it. so yeah, they everyone but the main character Erico goes to the theme park and then a couple days go by and they disappear and only Erico goes to look for them 
for whatever reason. Nobody loves these kids, I guess. Uh, so the the conceit of Ill Bleed is that the uh, the attractions are all sort of real and that there are like actual animatronics animatronic monsters that will attack you and it's all put together by a crazed billionaire who might also be an alien and uh so you you will find and rescue your friends one at a time as you go through the attractions but um god just such great fucking dialogue throughout this whole stupid game I am the cake from hell, <laughs> but I need something more to be a complete cake. A cake I'd be proud to be. I feel like the top of my head needs something glorious, or should I say, glorious to crown me. What do you have that I could wear as a decoration? Hmm? So, yeah, the cake from hell appears at one point blocking your progress through a Why haunted department store. Why does he sound like a twisted, like, Tigger? Like, oh, the wonderful thing about cake is that cake's Dude, a wonderful thing. Yeah, he straight up sounds like a mascot in, like, a PC adventure game for children. Yeah, like, that's yeah. true. That's that's what Clippy's voice would be if Clippy had a voice. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, or, like, the Putt-Putt games or something. Yeah, the cake from hell has one big glaring eye and, like, a, a mouth filled with fangs. And uh, he wants you to find him a severed head to put on top of him. It's like, that's his ideal cake topper. Uh, it's it's a very silly, strange game. But uh, one of my favorite moments is uh, the, the first attraction you go through, there's like this horribly burned guy named uh, Bambolo who... Uh, He's he's out to avenge his his dead son, his murdered son. So he uh, chases you around with a flamethrower for some reason, and then he turns into a giant version of himself. And you have to escape him. And at one point during the boss fight, you slip behind the scenes, and you find a guy just uh, moving a couple of big levers, like the dog from Silent Hill Two. Stop right there. This area is restricted to authorized personnel only. Please, I can't buy that horrid beast myself. I know. Isn't that cool? We spent $5 million to build this enormous thing we call Banball. It's super alloy skeletons controlled with advanced hydraulics with custom bearings and joints. You're looking at two meters of thick titanium for every bone. All computer controlled by me. <laughs> How'd you like that big sucker, eh? <laughs> See Stephen Root. <laughs> I, I, I like di- that you're I dick sucker. I, I, how is your frame of reference like the dog from Silent Hill versus just the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, that's <laughs> like what I thought. First. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I guess that works too. I, <laughs> when I think of something controlling a monster with two big levers that go back and forth, I, I think okay. of the dog from Silent Hill. To but I guess there, yeah, I think Wizard of Plankton of Oz. and SpongeBob. So I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at first, like I thought the voice acting was bad because, like, that first clip you played was a strong, like, Quantic Dream vibe. But like. Oh, yeah. That wasn't bad, what we just heard. It was just, like, stylized. Like, they went for Strange. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, all right. You you were trying to... It's kind of like 80s and 90s LucasArts games. It's like, okay, yeah. It's, oh, it's Yeah. Like, it's, you're going for a thing here. It's amateurish. They're, they're clearly going for a thing. Plus, I really love the whole thing where she's like, help, I can't get away. I know, isn't it cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just killed yeah. Me. You'll never escape from this giant killer robot that I'm controlling. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> How tight is it you're going to die? <laughs> yeah. We kill 100% of the guests right on this ride. And then, yeah, uh, spoilers, the way you get through that boss fight is by killing the guy at the controls, but then when you bash his head and it pops off and there's like a big spring underneath. So it's like, oh, he was a robot too. This was all part of the ride. 
Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, they're they're definitely going for a thing here. It's no biggie. It's just a house of horrors. Probably full of cheesy props and gags. Which proves what's so weird about this. How can a funky place like that afford a hundred million dollar reward? Who knows? Maybe they'll make it take so long to get through it, everyone will give up, go home, and the horror honchos will end up with a lot of free publicity. Or else the whole thing is a hoax, and they this don't have the Scooby-Doo. money at all. This is just fucking Scooby-Doo at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was Spicoli. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like, yeah, I've, I've just kind of started thinking of that, the, the jock character that was just talking. was like, that's a Keanu impression now, like from the 90s. What? But but really, that was just like a surfer dude impression. Yeah, it was a Spicoli Most before people it was in California. Keanu. Yeah. And with the vocal fry. It's also interesting that at one point, like when you find him, he doesn't have his brain. They like put it into like this wooden puppet. So you have to find the puppet that has his brain and take back his brain, put it back in his body. But it is possible to have him in your party without a brain. So he's just nonverbal for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> this game. This game is hysterical. Yeah. And so it's what was it symbolizes to me what was best about the Dreamcast. And it's whatever crazy games that develop crazy games is what they called them. Yeah. And <laughs> they made this in blue stinger and some arcade game I've never played, mm-hmm. but this, this deserves a re-release. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the crowning achievement of this game is the toy hunter sequence, which is essentially, it's like a big, really grim, uh, toy story parody where you play as Cork, yeah. who's sort of like a cross between Woody and Indiana Jones, and uh, your kid dies in a horrific sequence, and your girlfriend's sexy doll gets buried with the kid, so Cork decides that he has to go to hell. Well, how'd you like to pick up a day with sexy doll, who's been kidnapped and taken to hell? The best way to do that is by actually getting executed. <laughs> Easy. Huh? What are you talking about? According to the Torah <laughs> Bible I read a long time ago, you'll go to hell for sure if you're executed. See? You mean I can rendezvous with sexy doll if I hang me? Yep, that's a deal. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Don't get too excited. Isn't it time for an execution? It's so fucked up. And then you go to hell and you fight Zodic the Hellhog. It was like a giant <laughs> evil is, Sonic. This is going to make all of my uh, Emmett Otter impressions directed at Emmett. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just seem like Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> hey, Emmett! Good God. Yeah, uh, that I didn't know what to take that accent. I was like, is this who is this offensive to? <laughs> like, I know I should be mad on someone's behalf. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know, but like, let's just rest assured whoever it is doesn't have doesn't know what youtube is yet yeah hallelujah <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> but yeah ill bleed fantastically weird strange bad awesome game one of my favorites love it uh if if you can play it you absolutely should but uh there's one i know chris has been itching for like 10 years to talk about on this show
Chris, you're making a face. Is that not your favorite song of all time? No, no. I, I'm a big fan of Small World, and I'm a big fan of the game we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Epic, Epic Mickey. Yes. Because I think more so than it should appeal to fans who are Mickey Mouse fans or something like that, it's a big thrill for Park fans. Because, I, you know, I talked a ton with War Inspector during this deve- the development of this game. Went to Disneyland with him. Was he uh, creative director on it? What was his yeah. role? Yeah, Junction Point, uh, his studio was making this game. But he but he was sort of obsessed, not not with being Walt Disney, but the idea of Walt Disney. And, 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 the, and also the idea I love that he kept bringing up that, like, when you look at what, well, this is what it's great about Disneyland. Matt can attest to this. So you look at a map; it looks like a video game map. It's a spoked world hmm. that that even when you think about like we shouldn't unlock that until we unlock this and do this, like it's it's a hubbed world. It looks like a video game world, but Matt knows if you're there, it's an illusion. Like you can see everything from everywhere if you're behind the scenes. Hmm. But that's one of the reasons Disneyland is so special. But it. Uh, not only does it fuck with and like give you all this little bits of Disneyana, uh, it makes a dark alternate version of Disney World. Yeah, including uh, wonderful like things that Walt wanted. Walt wanted the Dumbo ride, which you know I think up until really recently was like one of the most iconic rides at Disney World. Like you get inside Dumbo and fly when Dumbo was still popular and not considered mostly racist. Hmm. Uh, but yep. but 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 <laughs> when Dumbo gets drunk, he, he ha- there's a great pink elephants on parade, and Walt wanted the pink elephants to be what you rid in. You he want you should ride the dream sequence, the um, hallucination sequence. Yeah, and the game makes like I remember talking to Spectre about it. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to make it like a world where that's possible, and uh, Disneyland in particular doesn't get rid of its references to stuff like, you know, Fess Parker and Davy Crockett and uh, even some Disney afternoon stuff. It kind of holds on to its references. And Epic Mickey is makes the most playable, like, version of that game. It's way more playable than Disneyland Adventures, which is super <laughs> boring and bad. But uh, I, I just like the idea that, yeah, this is a dark mirror version uh, that... Is is introduced to the the very first cutscene by Yensid, the uh, the wizard from yeah. Sorcerer's Apprentice, uh, who That's explains Disney it. backwards. I know. I was putting the finishing touches on my latest creation, a world for things that have been forgotten. So it is like a dark mirror version of Disneyland that's lorded over by Oswald the Rabbit. And the idea is this is a repository for everything that is no longer popular or thought of. Like there are yeah. multiple versions and early drafts of old characters. There's like nine different versions of Peg Leg Pete wandering around and oh, Goofy and all these other characters. So it's like Epcot or early 2000s Disney's California Adventure then. <laughs> a little bit. But I showed, I showed a picture of this to uh, kids I was in line with. Uh, recently for Space Mountain and like the battle on top of Space Mountain, which is a pretty iconic viewscape uh, as mm. far as Disneyland goes, that is completely tronified. They tronify the entire area, which is wow. like, I remember playing this like, why didn't they just do that and keep it that way? Like, this would have been great. You wouldn't even need the Tron cycle ride, which looks red. They, they've changed, they have, at least at Disneyland, they keep 
updating Space Mountain like sort of unnecessarily. Yep. Like they yeah. ripped out one of my favorite retrofits. They put a Dick Dale soundtrack in that thing that would like play in these speakers right near your head. And then they pulled it out after, after like four years to put in a new soundtrack. Then they had this like Halloween version of the ride, which is awesome. Like it basically just makes it a bit darker, fills it with. Like, oh, it, there was a ride. Uh, Hyperspace Mountain was a Star Wars one, and then they, mm-hmm. they I think they had like a. There's one where there's like a fucking character. It's a lot like the Guardians ride is now. And I love it because like that's not really an expensive retrograde fit because you don't need to yeah. change the track. Like uh, that thing is full of just projectors. So all they do is they swap yeah. out the projectors and the music and it's like new ride. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. That, that's that's the it. secret. Space Mountain is is a cut above carnival touring carnival roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. A notch above, but because it's dark and they project stuff, it makes it feel like you're going faster and doing weirder stuff. It, they it's they more used to do a thing at night where it was like, okay, now from this this time on, it's this version. It's like, did yeah. you just like rock and roll bowling the Space Mountain, basically? <laughs> <laughs> like, like rock and bowl? Oh, yeah. boy. I'm, I'm put it. just thinking of like the videos that I've seen of Space Mountain with the lights on on YouTube. And it's like, this is like the most unspecial thing. With the, with the lights on because yeah. it just looks yeah. like a really big, complicated metal roller coaster yeah. that's indoors. In, indoors Again, that just I, goes in circles. Over I think again. that's creepier. Like I don't want to see much creepier. The, I don't <laughs> want to see the skeleton. But 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 to Epic Mickey's credit, like I just remember like Brett challenged me like do fifty Disney references you might not notice in Epic Mickey, and it was just like. I'm not Warren Spector's age, or I, 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 I didn't feel old at the time. I was like 32. But like, wow, there's the race from which mountain UFO in, wow. in the ground. It's like, it's it really is a bunch of forgotten Disneyana. The not rock the, version. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if, if, which, which spawned a great meme. So I, I can't mm-hmm. give it. That, that movie sucks. It's a good meme. <laughs> uh, it's a good meme, though. But so does Escape from Witch Mountain. Yeah, not a good movie. Yeah, like like Disney made a, a bunch of bad movies, but like I grew up loving that stuff as someone who didn't have cable in the eighties, and it was just it was littered with like yeah we're not going to talk about Frozen in this park it's uh, it's all about Daniel Boone or, or Confession or Chris the I always knew the Apple Dumpling Gang was a terrible movie it was always yes, bad the to Apple me. Dumpling Gang <laughs> even if it does star Don Knotts who is amazing mm-hmm. See, Tim Conway I, and Tim I'm Conway. Gonna make- yes. I'm going to make myself an Epic Mickey 3, and I'm going to do all that obscure Disney shit, but for, like, my generation, we're going to have references to the Pacifier, to Game Plan. <laughs> oh, the Pacifier. Wow. Is that the, Vin the, Diesel? The, that's the Vin Cleopatra Diesel, yeah. Girls, or yeah. <laughs> High School Musical. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Summer Camp Rocks. Or camp- we'll do, like, mm. Luck of the Iris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's crazy. When I went to Disneyland in 2012, like, it was all about High School Musical. Oh, yeah. And now yeah, yeah, every yeah. instance of that has been ripped out of every park. So it's always nostalgic for somebody and, and and somebody creating like a, I hated the motion controls in Epic Mickey, but I feel like there is a decent platformer under there. And if you're someone who gives a fuck about the theme parks and the lore of all that and the, uh, and what, what has changed hands and what hasn't 20,000 leagues under the sea. That's so much fun, man. That's such a cool thing to have made. Uh, and, and I, I wish there was a better way for people to enjoy that, but there still isn't. The, the first Epic Mickey is the only one you need to care about, hmm. and yeah, fans of the park should care about it the most. The second one got pretty bad reviews, didn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, it was just, it, it focused on co-op so heavily mm. that people were like, hey, I just want to play this thing. I, somewhere, there's a guy or a girl who 
made the decision to greenlight Epic Mickey and Kingdom Hearts sort of roughly within a few years of each other. And it's like, I want to, I want to know that story. Like how the hell did they get approval to do this stuff? Like it is, because yeah. because Epic Mickey is like the most, It Disney just doesn't do, well, they didn't used to do that this often. I, I should say they, they do it a bit more now where they will kind of lift the curtain, show you stuff, reference Stuff that they haven't in years and years, but like when Epic Mickey was doing it, they were not doing that. They were not yeah, like they were, and, and like you heard, it's a small world in there, and it's like kind of like this stylized version, sort of poking fun of the fact that a lot of people think of like that ride is the ride from hell, and that song just is, yes. is an earworm. And it's like Disney doesn't ever admit that publicly. Like, yes, this song's an earworm, and people hate it because of that. It's like, but in this game, they sort of let them do that. And to this day, I'm a little shocked at some of the stuff. Yeah. They, they brought back Oswald, right? It's like, yeah, yeah this is yeah. a character like that they, had not been around for years. They traded the very real Al Michaels as a sportscaster from ABC to NBC to get back the rights to Oswald from Universal, who did way more cartoons. Again, you're all gamers. Look up the Mega Drive version. It never came here of Woody Woodpecker's Mega Drive game. That's Oswald the Rabbit in his car because that's what he evolved into. He was a Universal character, and they, they traded the real... Human being Al Michaels to get him back. Dang. Imagine getting <laughs> traded for a, an imaginary figure. <laughs> Feels cool. Feels cool because it stood the test of time. But but I, okay. I I love, love all that shit in Epic, Mickey. And for remember, Michael, I think you played a little bit. There's a gamer area, which is like all the game shit or like the, or the merchandise. And they remove Capcom and Natsume's name. But mm. you see all these old game boxes from oh, uh, yeah. former Mickey Mouse games. Cool. To this day, the longest line I've ever seen at an E3 was for this game, and it was people lining up just to get the Oswald the Rabbit Mickey ears, basically, like at Which E3. Which are still there. Yeah. Yeah, still there. Still Neat. in the parks. Very impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, this is the coolest playable version of a Disney park that exists, period. Yeah. But it's still... Trapped trapped on the Wii? At least one of them's trapped, trapped on, on the, the Wii. Wii. Bad resolution, poor controls, it it's never going to get up. It's not going to get golden eyed. I'll say yeah, that. That like, would be never going to happen. Difficult to imagine, which is, that's kind of sad because yeah, if I had, but if I had any engineering talent, this would be the thing that I was tackling for a fan thing, uh, like to, to redo, to make Epic Mickey really playable and good. Cause it's, it's, it's all in there. It really is. And it was, it's just hampered by, it was that 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 very short, like two year window. Like, well, uh, games are struggling on every other platform except the Wii, which is selling the most as the biggest install base. Why not develop exclusively for this platform? There were two years of that, and no one did it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and there's a bunch of games lost on that system. And Epic Mickey's the worst, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here right next to my Epic Mickey. <sighs> Chachki, yeah. nice. he sits here all the time. He's got the magic paintbrush. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They, like um, the, the entire combat system in that game is like paint and thinner, mm-hmm. and like paint uh, makes things friendly, and thinner erases things. Not not and, exactly, and also but background yeah. elements. Yeah, yeah. It can uncover puzzles. Can mm-hmm. make things friendlier. It can makes the, it can uh, make things move. But it's a it's a good platforming game, uh, hidden under poor visuals and controls and it's also like i think the first time you were able to like uh see mickey cartoons because they didn't sell them on dvd they weren't on youtube and there are 2d playable areas branching uh areas which are just the theme park 
Neat. Hmm. Neat. Yeah. I'll stop talking about it. It's been no, long enough. Right. It's hey, a great game. I know John Drake's in charge of a lot of the Disney games there you stuff go. over there. JD. Hey, get, if not a three, just remake the first one so it can be playable yeah, in modern day. Or I JD, play this. do a deal with Johnny Vignocchi for whatever licensing shit Nintendo still holds for the Wii and make, let's make this happen. And I'm sure I'll have to pay for it with my, what is it, the Wii Switch Online expansion pass if there's ever oh, yeah. Wii games on that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? Yeah, Nintendo owes this game a debt of gratitude because it really, really tried to make it seem like this is a platform for hardcore games yeah. for hardcore games. Yeah. And and was inhibited by that whole platform. So Nintendo should finance that, make it exclusive, put it on Nintendo Online. I don't care. And but, then uh, port over it, that version of Tiger Woods Golf that I used to get really drunk and play late <laughs> at night. That <laughs> lets you that lets you shake the Wiimote to fuck with your friends as they were trying to uh, swing. It was awesome. Right, if we're just asking for dreams, Conduit One and Two collection. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Let's do that. There you go. Well, well, I was going to say nothing says hardcore and serious like Mickey Mouse. Uh, <laughs> very accurate it, like like look at the design i'm holding up yeah, like uh pretty if, sweet. You, if you have not seen the new mickey mouse cartoons which are a basis for a ride in yeah. disneyland they are played constantly throughout the parks it looks like this more than it looks like old fucking caucasian beige face mickey true mm. true he looks like this yeah and, mickey looks uh, like he's had a gamer moment or two mm-hmm. yeah and, and I remember talking to Spectre, like, Mickey used to be fun before he became a corporate spokesman, and I wanted to bring that back. And that cartoon did it in a way that was much more resonant than Epic Mickey. Uh, but it, it deserves some credit for being for being right in, in a lot of areas in terms of Disney on it. Anyway, I'll shut up. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> so that, that has been our top five games set entirely within theme parks. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's go out with Disneyland by Dada, and we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some Like a Dragon Ishin. We're going to talk about some news, some some uh, other stuff. So stay tuned. I just ran away from home. Now I'm going to Disneyland. I just crashed my car again. Now I'm going to Disneyland. Just robbed a grocery store I'm going to Disneyland I just flipped off President George I'm going to Disneyland Let's get scratching Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. 1978, they're shooting Superman 1 and Superman 2 back-to-back. I'm kind of becoming comic-obsessed in the early to mid-80s. I think Superman 3 is on the verge of coming to video, but basically I could just rent the first two over and over again. So I watched those over and over and over again. And to me, they they warm my heart. And by the time the Donner cut came out in, what are we talking, 06? To coincide, 06, I think, yeah. To coincide. Like, I watched it and, like, you know, I read this is technically better. I was a little kid. I didn't know what happened. I didn't want this version. It. I felt nothing when I saw it because, like, this is just not the nostalgic version I have for Superman and Steve has an an experience I'd like to talk about it's hard to call any of these movies good because they're all bad and pee in the eye of Superman and and everything you know about (laughs) it 
Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment, where we're just going to jump headlong into that segment we know as blah de blah de blah Phoning in the bit where I draw it out. Um, it's true. It says it right in the notes, the body blah blah section. It doesn't say new releases. Yeah. Yeah. We, did, we did 90 on fake theme parks, I, I think that we're justified. Uh, Atomic <laughs> yeah. Heart is out this week, um, and if you have... Um, Game Pass, Game you Pass. can already play it at no extra oh. charge. Your money is already gone to it, so anything problematic about <laughs> it is no longer your concern. <laughs> oh, is this on Game Pass PC? He yes, says it is. Seems. It is indeed. It is, yeah. okay. Yes, cool. And again, my least favorite thing, I may have mentioned this last week on the air, but I know I mentioned it off mic. My least favorite thing about my Xbox Series X, which has been a great system, uh, I was... It was like, you know, an hour and 20 minutes before the show. I have fiber internet. Atomic Heart is out. I should play this before the show. All right. 40 gigs in. It's ready to start. I start it. And once you start a game, Xbox downloads. I'm on fiber. It goes from 500 megabytes a second to seven or six. Yep. And I played through the beginning of this game. It's. I, I thought I heard it was a, bio, a spiritual successor to bio bioshock it's, i would not and call it a spiritual successor that that's yeah. what i heard it it's marketed very as there's a lot of things but this, sure. this isn't very the one that Kim announced that he's working on this that's is a different not, game right? um, no. okay. judas it's not judas judas yeah. no but but it, but it was just what the idea I of like become? oh sorry it's, man bioshock started way quicker mm-hmm. and i i'm I, you start in a paddle boat and i walk through what i can only call red epcot like what yeah. if the entire premise of the game seems to be what if like soviet propaganda was all true what if they were actually at the cutting edge of scientific discovery and making a livable world for soviet people and uh we all saw Chernobyl. Yeah, we know yeah. that's not true. You're living in, in wood yeah, panel walls. It's just Fox News at this point. What if Soviet propaganda was real? So if if like the opening hour or so of Bioshock Infinite was about like walking through a nativist American early 20th century propaganda poster, this is like walking through the cover of a Soviet site, smiling and happy. If, and there's if like I may, I flying robots. An hour before the show, I'm like, "This is cute. This is intriguing." Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. It wasn't very interactive in the beginning. I heard Bioshock successor. I'm like, "This the guy's going to say two lines, and I'm going to start playing." That did not happen. <laughs> no, and um, it it takes a while to get. It's an 80 gig game, and it like it hit its 40 gig ready to start. I go through the 20 minute prologue. I go up an elevator, grab a key, like now go to your car, and I go to get the car, and like only available in the full game download like well i'm trying oh, to download the full game but like you slowed it to seven megabytes a second because i started it why does xbox throttle your fucking game downloads no, when you're playing a single playing player a game? game want to give you the authentic internet experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yeah yes server is potato yeah. in communist and, uh, russia server download you <laughs> exactly mundo truer than yeah. you think um and, and so i like yeah i sort of missed 
any of the gameplay about it. I just walk through the so world. Here's what happens: uh, a a flying robot comes and picks up your 1950s Soviet automobile, Turbine. and you have a long sequence where you're flying around and you see like, like oh, this uh, whole landscape you are walking around is uh, it, it's an artificial landscape on top of a gigantic disc that's being held aloft by all these rotors. And there's a bunch of other similar platforms flying around and you're like thousands of feet off the ground. And it takes you on like a flying tour of this while your character mumbles obscenities about how bored and impatient he is. And uh, then you go to this uh, <laughs> facility where you're supposed to find this guy and and you know either kill him or convince him to stop what he's doing but it turns out oh no he made all of the robots go haywire and crazy and now they're killing they're attacking you and you have to kill them with an axe or guns or whatever else you can lay your hands on and uh so it's it's very much an immersive sim i did not get very far in part because it is one of those games that gives you like fills its areas with containers and all the containers are filled with things for you to ransack. Yes. And the neat thing is that you can, uh, so like your glove has, a, you have this glove that has like artificial intelligence in it and it can extend these feelers. And so you can just like hold down the glove and like aim it at drawers and stuff. And they will automatically pop open and stuff will fly into your hands. Oh, uh, and that. And then you have a scanner that tells you which containers you have and haven't ransacked yet. So I just got hung up doing that a bunch and then uh, got to a point where like, oh, I, I met an enemy and uh, I messed up and it killed me. I didn't heal correctly. So now I have to restart at the nearest save point. And guess what? All those containers are now unransacked and I have to do the whole thing over that's, again. That's, it's a big game on manual saves, mm. which they don't let you do until you get to like, let's say something Vita Chamber-esque. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, but I, I do like yeah. the, the Vita Chamber-esque things. They're, they're, they're just safe rooms, but with like little fake windows. And it's like, oh, I can you can see like the, the lamps that are lighting these. And it's, you know, we're just in a little underground bunker, basically. But I, and, and man, uh, not to bring up High on Life again. And I know a lot of people were... In, you know, outside of the other world stuff happening, real world stuff happening around the game, the creator, how annoying it was to have a character constantly quipping. But like, dude, that game was way funnier than this character. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this game would be receiving a ton more shit on a forespoken level if this character was a woman. Because this guy talks so oh, much yeah. stupid garbage. Yeah. And he's he's just an asshole. He's he's like yes. constantly rude, especially to the, the AI that's riding along with him just he's very intolerant of it like there were a couple points i was just like you know i feel like this would almost be better with spoken russian because yeah. like you know th just the the idea of a character being this insulting and this surly like that makes more sense in russian to me somehow especially if he followed up it's funny yeah. right but no there, there <laughs> is no <laughs> big american keep joke. asking for approval for your asshole yeah. yeah there is there is no russian voice track as far as i can see and at least not the u.s crazy. version and yeah i care way more about how unfunny and awful the character is yeah. more than whatever russian money was possibly I mean, funneled honestly into i'm in the same boat like i i know y'all talked about it last episode but i'm on the one to dead train right now so i'm totally all about mm. the weird dialogue what the fuck are you gonna yeah. say next like i love that that is, that is a bizarre game 
talking from a dialogue point. Like, what are you guys even talking about? Why are you talking about it now? <laughs> I live for Can't that wait. stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, a fun one. Can't wait. It's a fun one. Um, th- so I, you know, this is enjoyable. Obviously, it's, th- there are a lot of issues that people are having with it. I'm only aware of some of them. I, I thought that the problem was that it's a Russian developed game. And Chris, you were just telling me, no, it isn't. So. No, it's it's well. They're not based in Russia, but they may have taken Russian money, and they may have blocked people on Twitter for asking political questions in a political game that doesn't take a political stance. Mm. And that is like if it's trying to be Bioshock esque, congratulations, because you know it's not put it's not putting itself on a side of something, uh, but making Hold on. somewhat bold statements. If, if you're and, making a game that has to do with Soviet Russia, like aren't you? by default making a game with a political stance like some sort of political yeah. stance like there's no such exactly. thing as it's ridiculous like what it's ridiculous and, and like and, and yeah, odds are they probably took some russian money and like you know i don't know what it's like to be a game developer in this day and age but i also i can see far more about like starving out a transphobe than starving out just russian workers yeah. like mm. it's gotta suck especially living there if and, you are you know under the rush under the oppression of the russian government you probably can't say much yeah. about it or yeah. else you might right. not live to tell the tale you might you might die yeah. you might fall out a window conveniently like people exactly. in mm-hmm. they uh, might Vladimir make your Putin's heart atomic. super <laughs> yeah. slippery in russia Pretty much year round, just constantly slippery. Yeah. It's... Ever since they and, see and again, the Iron if Man, everybody wanted the robot heart. Wants the robot heart. Uh, like if 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 Game Pass works like I think it do, I think it does. Your download isn't going to contribute to anything to Russia, so mm. no yeah. biggie. You're Go not for directly it. funding <laughs> Putin's war effort, probably. No. By the way, if you're worried about things probably. that are funded by Russia, boy, there's an entire political party you may want to. Wait, uh, howdy. <laughs> Tell me about uh, the it. ones who were caught like lying outright in a <laughs> unbelievable. We should have a national divorce like Putin wants us to, right? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it would be so much more convenient for him. Let me tell uh, you, just saying. Uh, yeah. Like a dragon, Ishin uh, yes. also came out this week. I am super digging this game. I'm I a, a casual fan of the Yakuza games. So this, uh, this like is like a dragon, like, I guess. Now uh, we still call it a Yakuza game, even though that name is going away. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you can call it whatever you want. I'll call it Ishin. Mm-hmm. I just call this one Ishin. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. So again, I work for Sega. So, but I, I as you, if you've been listening to this show for the past five years or whatever, you know that I uh, oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the series of the franchise, and so I've been looking forward to this one for for years. Um, and Michael, so you, you, you're you're planning, you're liking it. Yeah. To me personally, this feels like. It's like one of the most cinematic. It's it's weird to say because they're all pretty cinematic, but like even just the first hour of this game is one of the most cinematic Yakuza games. Uh, but but it doesn't. So a lot of Yakuza games take a while before you actually start to play them. Like there's long cinematic. Like the actual opening cinematic's fairly short before you actually control a character. But like I, I don't know. Like there there's something about this game that immediately drew me in, and I'm like you know. I kind of miss games like this. Like, we just don't get that many samurai games. Mm-hmm. And while I did like um, Ghost of Tsushima uh, for what it was doing, like, I-, I feel like this game maybe does a better job of maybe retelling the history a little bit more. Because this game's all about classism, right? Like, straight mm-hmm. off the bat. It's like, like the-, the organization you join, which is supposed to sort of be like the Yakuza, is really just like, it's this loyalist party that's all about 
tearing down the the class yeah. system in Should Japan. Probably right? say something about what this is first, in that it's yes. basically imagine if the entire cast of Yakuza, all the there's in all the game characters with their actors, just decided to put on a period drama. So it's which it's, is, it has happened before in the series, but it was like never going to get an American. Well, it, it happened before with the samurai versions, and then mm-hmm. it sort of happened. There was that like survival zombie shooter thing, but those yeah, were still like kind of the same yeah. characters. But okay. like, I, I love this. I love this whole concept, and I'm like, I wish more games would just do this because, like, let's be honest. Like, if you've played enough Yakuza games, you sort of fall in love with those characters. It's just yeah. like, yeah, I I love Cosmic Kiryu. I love Goro Majima. I want to see them with like their personalities mapped on to these other characters. Yeah. And like, yeah, in my mind, I know that technically Kiryu's name is like Ryoma in this game. It's like, yeah. this is fucking well, Kiryu. Ryoma like, Sakamoto is like an actual guy, like mm-hmm. a, an actual historical figure that you're playing. Let, let me as. let me talk to the white people in the audience, the older white people. What if the cast from West Wing was just apparated into a Civil War era game. Yeah. But sure. everybody like had the same job great, and, and like same personalities. That would Wouldn't be you love that? Fascinating. Yeah. It's a bit like... I should have done more Halloween episodes. That, there, I'm done. Have that G.W. Uh, <laughs> Bush stand in uh, playing Robert E. Lee and he like leans Alan in and says, it. it's over into uh, Ulysses Grant's ear. Whatever. There's a darkness that follows me. <laughs> but but it is it is funny because there's like, they can't get away with all the typical Yakuza trappings. Like they it it takes you back at first when they like remove their shirts and they don't have huge tattoos yeah. like covering their back, you know, and they're, they're stuff not, like that. They're not actual... Yakuza, uh, but yeah, you you join sort of like this revolutionary party, and then if like the point that I'm at, which is very not very far into the game, uh, you've decided to join the the Shinsengumi, which are like the shogun's secret police, and mm-hmm. the game pulls no punches. Like they get romanticized in Japanese pop culture a lot. The game pulls no punches about like these are killers. Their entire purpose is to kill anyone who might be a threat to the shogun's power, which mm-hmm. is really shaky right now. So they're killing a lot of like just low-ranking samurai. You're in the wrong place, the wrong time. You get you get offed by the Shinsengumi. Yeah, I do. I love the um the new fighting styles too. So they they have like your typical brawler. Mm-hmm. Um, then they have like a sword fighting, you know, with your katana. Then they have a a, a gunslinger, which is just shooting the pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, but which I love the fact that it's like. Yes, like historically, the samurai guns would like okay, fire a bullet, take a minute to reload, and they're like, yeah, fuck yeah. all that. Like you're gonna you're gonna shoot usually like, misfire in your shoulder. Yeah, second. yeah. but mm. then then there's the what is it the wild dancer or the yeah wild dancer, wild dancer, which is both right. It's like okay, got a sword in one hand and a pistol in another, and I'm just gonna do these super stylish moves and then close it out with like this huge. Basically, gun kata where I'm shooting my pistol around me in a circle and taking out all the yeah. enemies. Like, well, why Elton John wrote a song about it? <laughs> Hold me closer, wild dancer. Uh, the well, this this is in the like the black ships period, which I think was like early to mid 19th century. So revolvers are not out of the question. Like they probably mm. would have had them, mm. not, not able to like load a flintlock or something like that. But yeah, I um, but I, I'm really enjoying it. I I do love. I know that it's not really teaching me about history, but like as someone who's never really studied that history in depth, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's good enough for me at this point. It's like, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of like how the Assassin's Creed games sort of teach you history. It's like, yeah, Yeah. you know, it gives you, gives you that cherished, a cherished offshoot that the 
Yakuza Like a Dragon series has done before, but definitely never was not going to get exported over here or localized and now hitting like a global release schedule. It's kind of neat how much faith in the series there is now because mm-hmm. uh, I've been had my pants charmed off by the series on numerous occasions. I've only yeah. mm-hmm. stopped playing because something new comes out and I'm playing like seven simultaneous old fucking Yakuza games. Yeah, and, and this, I, we should also say like this isn't just a remaster. Um, this is sort of so actually, I think in Japan, this is referred to as Ishin Kawami. Yes. And so this Kawamifies oh. the game, the kind of like the, the no. Yakuza Kawami 1 and 2 or even Yakuza 0 did, which is like it's – in Japan, Kawami is extreme. Like it's it's an, it's the most extreme realized version of that game in, um, where, yeah, it just adds a lot more to it. Yeah, it modernizes mm. it. It recasts some of the characters with newer uh, – actors and you know newer like a dragon characters like there's there's characters from uh yakuza like a dragon that appear in here like from the seventh game um that so the so the leading california arcade expo would be called california kiwami in japan (laughs) (laughs) well to me that that's one of the most fun parts like michael's was was talking like is the fact that they're mixing the casts you know Mm -hmm. like okay like i grew to love the cast of Yakuza Like a Dragon, which came out. And it's like, yeah, there are the support characters from that game mixed with all of your traditional characters from the main series, in, including Kiryu and stuff like that. And it's, so it's it almost plays like this, like, all-stars version of the cast in a video game, which is just really fun because it's like... And again, like, yeah. they have... They don't have their actual character names, although I wish they would sort of do that, like portrayed by, you know, like Gormas oh, yeah. or whatever. Like but actors, it's like they, yeah. they have a different different name, but they very much have their personality. And they even tr- sort of try to map uh, like um, Kiryu's adopted father from the series is playing his adopted father in this game. Right. And so they, they try to map those relationships as closely as they can. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's Seems like something Star Wars would have done like 1800 times before this. So, but. Here we go. Yeah. So if if you've if you've been dying to play the the samurai yakuza game, um, it's finally here. Or, yeah, or yeah, one of them a lot is. Of fun. Yeah, yeah. And it looks beautiful. Um, I, I've always thought these games, like just the facial expressions of the characters, like they're some of the most cinematic, best looking games um, you can play with that stuff. And and this one looks great. I'm playing on PC, um, and so. You know, not really sure how it looks on the consoles, but the PC version looks I mean, beautiful. I'm playing on PS5. It looks great. Um, I will say it takes a little while to get off the ground. Like before, like it, it takes a while to open up. So you'll be, you'll be playing like a very linear uh adventure for like the first right. couple of hours. And then yeah. you'll get to Kyoto and it'll open up. In a very small town, right? Mm-hmm. Like in, in, yeah, yeah, where so. everybody talks like they're from South London or something for some reason. Like all, I mean, it's all in Japanese, but all the subtitles are like, "Oi, look what we got here, lads!" Like, Which we were trying <laughs> to speculate was just probably them doing dialects. It's like, okay, yeah. let's create a dialect, and so mm. yeah, it's yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I'll say I'm interested in this one. I've never played a Yakuza game, but I've gotten very, very close on many occasions with Zero and Kiwami specifically. Um, mm. But uh, this one, I played the demo of this one. I uh, played on Steam Deck just to really see how it was. And I like the combat a lot. Like the Yakuza the combat, combat demo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, really holds up. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to hop into Inchin specifically, but this definitely got me itching to re-download uh, Zero. So maybe I'll try that out. Got you Ishin to do it. 
Oh, ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'd say you don't you don't have to play the Yakuza games to play this game, but you will probably have a better appreciation because again, you'll have that attachment to the characters, mm. um, and so like it it could enhance your experience. But zero is a great entry point, and I always yeah. take the opportunity to push Yakuza Zero because that is a great game. I need zero more intimidation, or not intimidation, encouragement to play it. <laughs> it's been intimidating, which is why I've taken so long. <laughs> oh, Emmett, you should play it. <laughs> <No. laughs> I'm trying to work it. Trying All to right, work boy. it. Right, it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we I played a little bit of uh, Octopus Troubler, too, uh, as I like to call it. O- Octopus, Octopath Traveler. Too, uh, ah. which yes does does the HD 2D thing that the first game did and uh, reminded me quite a bit of the the Live a Live remake. It's it's very much sure. in the same style. I, I um, call these games diorama games because it, mm-hmm. it feels like you're taking classic like 16 bit sprites and putting them in this like kind of stylized diorama of an environment. You know. Ah, diorama yeah. <laughs> But there, there is a three-hour demo out there that you can grab mm-hmm. if you're on the fence about it. But, like, it, uh, so once again, Octopath Traveler, Traveler, like the first game, like, it gives you eight different main characters with different storylines. And uh, you, you, you'll play through them each in turn, and eventually the characters will meet up and form a party, etc. Um, this does some interesting stuff. I started playing... As this character, I think, uh, Particio, who's like a merchant in the Wild West, and uh, he builds his fortune on silver, and eventually the the mine collapses, and no, not literally, but like, you know, the the price of silver plummets, and like, well, now I have to go out and find my fortune, and there's another character who's like falsely accused of murdering his wife and child, so like, the entire oh, first chapter for him, he's, he's just in prison, and uh, you, you don't like get Brad to... Pitt and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, something like That's that. What they tell <laughs> he me. never went to prison. I got that joke. It wasn't it's, me. Uh... It was the one-armed man. Hey, you read the book. You really did it. <laughs> no. Oh well, shit. But sure, <laughs> Jesus. But... <laughs> oh, the uh, yeah, Brad Pitt's character. Uh, par- and Particio takes its name from the uh, barrier between urinals and France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would have said Italy, but sure. That was a good, sure. good, good pull on the fly there. Yeah, like yeah. I'm doing it's my a best Shakespeare to pay attention character. Here. Yes, mm-hmm. he he was the uh, the character that stood between the king and the piss boy when he came around with the <laughs> piss boy. Oh, piss boy. The king oh, and the piss boy the... is definitely not a link I want to find. On I know. It's why it's I don't want the apocalypse to, to happen. I know what job I'm going to have. I'm not, there's no delusions. <laughs> Carrying a bucket just for practice. Speaking of class systems speak. that need to be overcome, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe? I didn't even realize it was out this week. It's, it oh, is, yeah, yeah, it's coming out at the end of the week, so as you're listening to this, it's I think it's out, but it's the yeah the remaster, re-release of Kirby's Dreamland. Of the Wii game? Yes, but uh, Kirby's been on quite a roll lately. I even, I don't know if I said this on the show, I picked up that like $15 Kirby party game where you just, it's sort of <laughs> oh! like Fall Guys where you roll around on food. Um, that game is up f- a Kirby. That, yeah. that game is what fun What hat is he wearing? Uh, that, yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. say right now, because w- I'll tell you right now, this time last year, did not give a shit about Kirby, did not care, but I played the Forgotten Land. Now I'm a stand. Mm. It's actually wow. my girlfriend got me this for Valentine's Day. Nice. So like oh, it's a Hardy's holding up. I got it. Exactly. There you go. So yeah, I'm a Kirby stand now at this point. But I'm interested to see because I love the 3D game. There's only yeah. one 3D game. They're remastering a 2D one. I wonder if a lot of us new fans are going to switch over to this one because I got to be honest, I'm not super excited about it. I feel like I will play yeah. it at some point. 
but I like the 3D one, so we'll see this, if it This happens. didn't review great at the time. Really? Oh. Hmm. You know what? I mean, whatever. Like, eights, it, it, it capped out at eights. Okay. But, like, it, but, you know, it was an old school Kirby game. It was meant to, like, rekindle your memories of the original. Well, they're not, probably like, putting not... it out because Kirby's hot now, so they're like, let's see if we can keep this money train going without making a new game. <laughs> yeah, that's Nintendo to a T. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm on Metroid Prime right now anyway, so I'll try it. Uh, Fantastic, by the way. Uh, I need need to go finish Dread. I never finished Dread. You should finish Dread, and then you should play Prime Remastered because it fucking rules. And then Freedom Force. Everyone should play Freedom Force. Hmm. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just flat no. It it took a second to realize what I said might be funny, but it sort of isn't. (laughs) It's Federation Force, right? Federation Force. There it was. That's why it was terrible. Terrible four players. Well, I don't know if it's terrible. I've never played it. Freedom no, no, Force no, no, no. is the, the superhero tactics game. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you one. should play Freedom Force. I don't know where it came yeah. from, but yeah, absolutely, you should play that one. But, you know, Federation Force, maybe yeah. not. Freedom Fighters, I think, is the IO Yeah, Freedom game? Fighters yeah. is it. Okay. That's it. All right. I'm so I think we got this Why did I do this, everyone? <laughs> Too much freedom, which <laughs> is great oh. that I can say that now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be sick of winning too much freedom. There's going to be too yeah, much told freedom. You. He told you. You got to listen to Goat every once in a while, Emmett. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, let's move along to... One thing I, we didn't talk about last segment, uh, a bunch of PSVR 2 games came out, because I guess that's out now. That's out now. I, I saw one person in my feed who had bought that incredibly long box. It looks like a fucking sound bar. It's, yeah, it's uh, like, that, yes, <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. And by the way, we did have listeners who, like, took us up on our offer, and they're like, I'll come on the show and talk about PSVR 2, and thank you for that hey. offer, everyone. <laughs> um uh, you know, speaking of PlayStation stuff, um, I have to say this because folks will be like, why didn't you talk about this? There is a state of play happening after we record this, so yeah. expect thoughts on mm. that next week. But I guess in that state of play, they're going to be covering some PSVR 2. They're going to be talking about some indie stuff. And this is what I'm most excited for. They're going to be giving an extended look at Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. So. Yeah. So expect those thoughts next week, just like expect thoughts on their uh, Nintendo has announced a Pokemon event for Pokemon Day the 27th. Now I don't want to speculate about the Sony event because that would have already happened as you're listening to this but I will speculate about the Nintendo event here's my prediction um, based on how they've been doing releases. Are we going to get another set of Pokemon remasters this holiday? Is that kind of anyone? How long has it been since the last two? Scarlet and Violet? What's every, well that I think they're doing every other year, so that'll be a remaster year and then a new mainline year. So Scarlet and Violet were last holiday season, so I'm guessing. Mm. And before that, were what brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? I might have yep. that reversed. It was it was Diamond and Pearl. Yep. Um, so what are, what are we gonna get this time? Karen White and um, Pokemon Crimson and Clover. God, perfect. That <laughs> sounds way less racist than where mine was about to go. I was trying to find <laughs> a funny just, word that's for a song. Pokemon it's a Black. Great song. Um, uh, but yeah, Ebony like, and Ivory. It, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael Jackson bought the rights, and no one can really release yeah. it anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Good God. Uh, what haven't they remastered? Have they done gold and silver remasters? Yes. Hmm. 
Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Oh, what about Black and White? Have they done remasters? Of That's those? where I was headed. What's the Shit. moniker you want to put go. in front of Black? And Ivory. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even put that together until mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I, I think you guys, are y'all not thinking this may be bold to expect the full release of a remaster when Nintendo Online just added Game Boy games and they could be like, hey, mm. here's Red and Blue or something. That would be weird. Like, mm. this, this huge incentive to upgrade your subscription with a new version for 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. I hope it's more, like, I have not played Arceus, but I loved hearing you guys talk about Arceus. Oh, Ar- like an Arceus, like, too. I was thinking that, too. That yeah, would be like cool. That, yeah. That, like... I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully Pokemon will become more like that game, and I may play it more. But uh, if not that, like another RC, they, they did incorporate would, would be... some of that into Scarlet and Violet, but sure. uh, not not nearly enough. So yeah, I, I wouldn't mind an Arceus follow up. Yeah. It would be about yeah, a year and not a half since the launch of the original Arceus, so not unheard of. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it next week after the event. So there Pokemon you go. Sleep mm-hmm. Two, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Pokemon Sleep was a thing. Um, it, it, watch, it'll be something like Stadium Four, or whatever. Pokemon Snap. Rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's uh, quick update on the Microsoft Activision acquisition thingy. <laughs> uh, Microsoft again is there. I, I don't know if it's court, but they're like having to file all this these these statements to these regulatory bodies that are. Amazing. Um, so one of the things Microsoft is saying, like some people pr- propose like... Yeah, but, but none of those regulatory bodies are in America. They don't give a It's shit. Europe, right? And so like... Yeah, it's all Europe. One of the things proposed was like, well, what if you break up the company into smaller pieces and, and not have Call of Duty and or just, you know, not have King and Microsoft's well, like... where's the fun in that? Well, Microsoft, exactly. Microsoft's like, we're not doing that. Uh, carving yeah. it up into smaller pieces is not likely... It wasn't the point to make a Microsoft a smaller company. Yeah. Um, Now Activision Blizzard was getting in on this where they accuse Sony of trying to, quote, protect its two-decade dominance in video games, arguing that the merger will, quote, create greater opportunities for workers while enhancing competition. Surely that's what you want to convince them of. Um, So, yeah, and then uh, Microsoft's, uh, one of their execs was saying, they were okay. One of their execs was laying out the numbers in the market, and it's wild. All right, so here here's the numbers that they quoted. Um, Sony has an eighty percent share in Europe, uh, and then he's he wow. goes on to say globally, Sony leads by about seventy thirty. So Sony to Microsoft, and then in Japan, this isn't too yeah. surprising, but fuck ninety six percent to four percent market share. Yeah. Wow. Numbers. It's like we, we always have more listeners than people who bought Xboxes in Japan <laughs> every single and week. It's, and and mm. he's saying these numbers have been steady, steady, pretty steady for two decades, right? So it like, again, mm. it's so weird to hear execs sort of badmouth their own company, but they are trying to make this case that like, look, we're, mm-hmm. we're, okay. We're the we're underdog. not exactly the little guy, but certainly we're the underdog out of these, out of these mm-hmm. two companies, right? Um, and then Microsoft went ahead and cut some deals with NVIDIA and Nintendo that basically guarantees we're going to get so weird. Call of Duty on Nintendo platforms and on NVIDIA What the stuff. fuck does that mean? Who is playing Call of Duty games on Nintendo platforms? That means you're going to get cloud versions and eventually Xbox mm. Game Pass yeah, cloud yeah. You will get Switch. You will get cloud versions for sure. And as, as I predict, you will get, at the very least, Splatoon hats in a Call of Duty game, which would be like the first time, like, which one do I get? One doesn't have <laughs> Splatoon hats. 
Oh man, the next Black Fest is like different war crimes you can choose. <laughs> <laughs> and this this one surprised me. So the Communications Workers of America, the CWA, which is a labor union group that is like helping Activision employees unionize, they went on record and said, "Yeah, this this acquisition will be a good thing, and this this will." Give workers more bargaining power, and um, yeah, it, it was a little shocking to me to hear like a labor union being like, "Yeah, no, this this big corporate takeover." What thing they, is they have they have terms into like 2024 or something like that because there's no way this benefits absolutely any employee of any company <laughs> at all when you consolidate this much power. Yeah, this is definitely like some short term thinking because I remember when this whole thing first got announced and all of the horrible things we were hearing out of Activision Blizzard, and everyone was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. once they get sucked up by Microsoft, you." know change the leadership and it's like yeah that helps in the short term but you're you're a bigger corporation now with even more power to fuck you over if it's big enough you might have a two cool years but other than that they're gonna start cutting cutting throats as soon as they can i maybe i mean bad for the industry they acquired bethesda and we didn't see a ton of that we saw we saw some layoffs recently but i i didn't hear that those hit seven thousand particularly hard (laughs) Yeah. I, I didn't either. I didn't hear they were anything associated with Bethesda. And I wouldn't fuck with them either if I had recently acquired them because you would make a poor case for this merger, which, like, you know, as a gamer, as someone who's a Game Pass subscriber, this does benefit me, but it doesn't benefit any employees. Like, there's no benefit to employees moving forward. Unless they really want to work on a Singularity remake. <laughs> yeah. Please do. Yeah. yeah. Please do. I'd love that. I'm not even joking. <laughs> but, it, but it is also so weird because it still sounded like it sucked to work for Activision even more. Like, oh, yeah. it, it really did. So, I don't know who to root for here. Uh, if I may quote one of my two favorite lines from the terrible 2014 Godzilla movie, the first one being Brian Cranston, I deserve answers! And the second one being... Let them fight. Let them fight. <laughs> Let them fight. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've said it before, like, I'm not not choosing sides or anything, but, like, when I look at the definition of a monopoly, this does not constitute a monopoly. Like, yeah, you could say, like, yeah, a company getting too big is, like, going to hurt competition and stuff like that, but it's, like, Microsoft's made a pretty good case for why, like, yeah, they're... they're it's really far behind the market leader here, you know? So It's, it's only because, like... Call of Duty, because it's very, very, very technically a third-party game. Well, I know it's totally a third-party game, but like having the biggest-selling third-party game on every platform is giving yourself a monopoly. Well, and but Microsoft is saying, but it's not giving yourself a monopoly because you're not taking it off other platforms. And Microsoft is on record, like if Sony wants to come to the table. They signed Nintendo for like a ten year deal, right? And like guaranteeing <laughs> a decade platform of anything we've never bought a Call of Duty on. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, how often does anyone guarantee anything for a decade in business? That's very rare, wow. right? And they're like, yeah, come to the table. We will continue to put this on your systems for a decade. Like that's pretty weird. They and they've what are they Minecraft talking about? For... What Call of Duty are they going to put on Nintendo platforms? I mean, if you want something native, you might get Modern Warfare One from two thousand. Yeah, you might get a Modern <laughs> War One remaster. So Microsoft, again, has owned Minecraft for about a decade or maybe more yeah, at this point. Yeah, have restricted it. That's been on all platforms, right? And and doing pretty healthy business on all best platforms. Bestseller on all platforms, always. Yeah. So, no, I, I, mean, see, I know what you're saying, but, but just like when the normies figure out Game Pass means you don't have to buy any of these other platforms, and they still haven't yet. It's a still kind of a tough sell to people. It's why we had... Uh, blockbuster for so long i guess 
for lack of a better well and, and again there's another thing where microsoft would love to put game pass on sony platforms and and they would at that point cut sony some small percentage but you know i'm sure they'd love still it be the the death nail of their business you have to play microsoft game or do something else and doing something else is something only nintendo has done during this entire the entire time i played games so yeah i, I could see why people would be skeptical of this workers don't benefit Developers don't benefit, but there is consumer benefit here. So I am, you know, kind of quietly like, yay, <laughs> I'm, I don't have to pay for a Call of Duty game again. Yay. But it doesn't mean it's good for anyone. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that all pans out. But it continues to play out publicly. And it's like, again, the, the thing I yelled about, like, Microsoft had the leading first person shooter in Halo and now seems bored with it. And now they'll have Call of Duty. What's that going to look like? Do you still make Halo games and you're making annual Call of Duty sales? I mean, we get bored with certain... As someone who's played literally every COD since Modern Warfare 2, the first mm-hmm. one, um, we get bored of them every other year. Yeah, <laughs> like totally. It's, but, like, it's every other year. It's the next one comes through and it doesn't matter. So I wonder how they're going to treat it because I guarantee they're not going to have a, at a yearly cadence anymore. So it's like, okay, are we going to change this up? Are we going to do more creative things? Can we get Man, back that would packs? be fucking nuts because that is the game pass incentive if it if mm-hmm. they can like commit to a two-year live service agreement but you don't have to pay anything extra on game pass, oh it'd be like, perfect it'd holy be perfect. shit they could they get it around whatever they sign up for mm-hmm. or not even that just have one call of duty that is the multiplayer yeah. product every year and then just sell like like they did for gears of war 5 hive busters here's the campaign this year here's the campaign two years later well why would you assume I, don't I'm do curious that why, why you would assume they hmm. would do that or why they would go away from the annual model because it's it's it is making Activision literal yeah, billions every year. Yeah, I wouldn't see why you'd go away from the annual model, but if, if they did, and if they incentivized, like, look, this is a, a two-year game, and here's some extras you can buy to make it a feel like a one-year game, and they put all those incentives on Game Pass, that's where Microsoft takes the fucking reins. Well, the, the difference between, like, a Halo and a Call of Duty, though, is, is Halo is has been one studio for right. years now, right? And whereas COD has been rotating studios. Like, that's how they're able to do it every year, mm-hmm. so they, you know? But it even seems like those studios are running out of time, even within the three years. Agreed. Gap. Yeah. Even though it's every year? Activision Studios working on a Call of Duty games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, was it last games. year or two yeah. years ago where they, they forego the campaign? They just said, ah, we, we can't get this oh, yeah. done in Oh, yeah. That was Black Ops 4. Yeah. Yeah. They just said, wow. with the worst. That is not a Roman numeral. Four lines is not a Roman numeral. That's. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that, that is what we call in uh, Florida a bear scratch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, All right, let's see. Hey, you guys like Bloomhouse movies? Blumhouse? I love them. Okay. Are you? Would you like to play one of their games? Yes. So they're getting into games. Uh, They've announced, uh, and with their strategy, they've 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 gone on the record. They're not going to do like big budget games. They're sort of similar to their movie strategy, uh, Mm -hmm. and a lot of horror movie strategies. If I'm being honest. They're going to focus on more indie budgets, games with less than $10 million in dev budget, and um, go for, like, low cost, hopefully big return, which I wanted to bring up, because I think, Chris, you might have some thoughts on this. Like, Hmm. that can work in movies, especially horror movies. I think with games, personally, Mm. that's still a risky proposition. Like, Mm. the the odds of a game hitting it are probably lower than an indie movie. Yeah, like a, a horror movie hitting it, it needs to hit for like three weeks on video or in the movie theater. Like if you're talking about any kind of multiplayer experience, and this is what, like 
whatever Blum Bloomhouse is, that's where horror, all horror movies are going. They made the Halloween movies. I think they're making the next Friday the Thirteenth movie. Oh, I didn't know. That. Okay. And 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 uh, they made uh, Invisible Man. Like like it was the Invisible Man is a fucking great movie, and it's it was the death knell of the dark universe at Universal. Kevin <laughs> Bacon has his finest. No, that's oh, not so oh, wrong. God. <laughs> wrong one. It was Hollow Invisible Man, Man like, the one with Elizabeth Moss? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that was movie great. Was that was fucking, fucking excellent. Great. So, but, like, the, the thing with the Halloween movies, like, I love them. I it, Well, except the last one. The last yeah. one was okay. Um, but I love the first two. But at the same time, it's like, I'm kind of sitting there watching them going, what is this? Because mm. it's not really horror. It's not scary. Mm. But I don't know what else to call this. Like, suspense, uh, but, it, but there's but it could, no suspense. It's horror without the but it could, suspense. It could work well in action games. Just really, it's, it's like yeah, a action. grindhouse movie, right? Yeah. It could yeah. it could work well in games, and and the, the field Blumhouse is somewhere in between, like Anna Perenna, which publishes games, <laughs> which and a twenty four, which I think has a game or two, but doesn't. Focus think, on games. I don't I think, think A twenty four has a game thing yet. Have they not? But they should. Oh, okay. Like that, whatever attitude yeah. they have towards creators, they should bring that to games. Yeah. And yeah, uh, because like when when Adult Swim started making games, I became a happier person. Like they were trusting I, I, the same yeah, kind but of people. Are they are they still doing that? Like I, I just worry. Like no, so really. many production houses think like yeah, we'll just get into games, and it's like. It's a way bigger commitment than you think. As we, long we, as we just talked about Brash a few weeks ago, right? Like, right. This was Brash's model, and it, it did not work. Well. As long as somebody at the core understands games, I think it'll be okay. Because I seem to have a very hands-off approach to bringing creators in and making stuff that really pleases every audience member of this little horror community. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. And yeah. When, when you talk about indie horror games, like the horror community eats these games up because it's yeah. not just it's not oh I found my action game or I found my massive RPG. It's this horror experience is five hours long. On to the next one. On to the next one. And you're watching the next streamer show it, so then it makes publicity. And, and you know, and that's the, the thing. It's itself. We don't talk about enough in the horror community because I don't like to say it out loud. The horror community eats it up, even when it's really bad. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And like, in some it. cases, they it's love even it. more champion of a success. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, the, even when it's really bad. So there's there's huge crazy potential here if they trust the right people. And I got some faith in them because I really love their output. Other than Halloween, Halloween ends is like the only thing. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I think the the key though they they got to keep their operating costs pretty low. Yeah. Um, and, and like, if you look at like the big indie horror games, they have like no marketing budgets, right? Like, Five Nights at Freddy's had nothing and it became... Like, if they can get a Five Nights at Freddy's or something like that and, yeah, put just a little bit of marketing money into it, like, that could potentially work. I just just worry so many people kind of get into it. And, you know, they were touting, like, hey, our execs come from the gaming business and it's like, okay, cool, but, like... Eh, we'll see. We'll see if they really know what they're getting in. Bill Harrison came from games, so here we are. (laughs) If if you announce, like, uh, if you were to pick, like, every head of a studio to announce a game company, this is in my top five. Like, that could work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Blumhouse. They could totally do that. Totally. Uh, Last bit of news here, speaking of studios announcing game projects. uh, Firaxis. They recently lost a creative director after 25 years, but they gained a new game in that they they officially confirmed there is a new Civ in the works. And this is shocking to me. Yeah. The last Civ, let's, uh, if you guys haven't already seen the notes, anyone who hasn't seen it, guess when the last Civ was? What year did the last Civ come? 
I saw the notes. I can't uh, guess, but I'm still shocked. 2016. Oh, I was going to say 15. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's, that's seven, what, eight years ago? Seven years ago that's at this point? Nuts, like, that is, that is so long between Civ versions, you know? Um, yeah. that, that feels like a while. And, I, and you know, granted, Firaxis was working on, what, that uh, Chimera Squad for XCOM. They did the mm-hmm. Marvel game that, like, I still need to get back to and play more of that Marvel game. But um, I wish I knew someone who worked at the company yeah. could help me out. <laughs> but but Civ has always sort of been the cash cow that they did to fund the other stuff, and it's so weird that it's been so long between yeah. Civ games. It is sad seeing this that oh Jake Solomon is the one that's leaving mm-hmm. because uh, I remember interviewing him for XCOM Enemy Unknown, and like he he had such a cool vision for that at the time, and it's like wow, it's I'm just like, yeah, you're bringing back turn-based XCOM. That's awesome. And he's like, no, no, it's it's more awesome because it does all this other stuff. Like, oh, okay. Well, and he and he went on record and just basically said, you know, I've been doing this 25 years, and um, if we want this genre to progress, like turn-based tactical, smarter people have to think of new stuff. So it's yeah. sort of his way of being like, I got nothing else yeah, to man. give to this genre. I'm gonna go try a new thing. But here's here's kind of. I don't know if you need to worry if it's cause for worry or not, but like um, he's, you know, the third of like a major departures from Firaxis. So Garth DeAngelis, uh, who was the producer, and then um, Greg Forch, who was the art director. So like three of the big creative leads at Firaxis have all gone in recent years, right? And so you you might say, I mean, we've seen this at companies like Blizzard recently of like, oh, kind of the creative soul of this team is gone like what are they going to do you know um the good news is though gaming has a lot of young people that are really creative with a lot of good ideas and this might open the door for one of them to come in and and be that new version of jake solomon you know but yeah uh, as long as sid meyer's still there he could do another railroads game whatever (laughs) (laughs) Um, i mean that's what he's known for right (laughs) how long has it been since the last version of pirates come on Yep. No, exactly. I mean he's he's got his hands in all Firaxis stuff. Yeah, and, and they got new leadership. So their former COO uh, Heather Hazen or Hazen is now the um, the head of the studio, and she's the one I think oh, that confirmed the, that cool. there is a new Civ. They didn't confirm though if it's seven or if it's like one of those spinoffs like Beyond Earth or yeah. or one of my favorite Revolution. Like yeah, the, Civrev. Oh, Civrev was so. So cool. have vivid memories of uh, seeing that 3D nuke go up on the 3DS or the, on the DS. Might yeah. be time for a new sip, so you know. Yeah, I like it. It's always time for just one more turn, right? Mm-hmm. Just like it's time for the community segment, oh! which is always is segmenting segue. our community. Uh, so last week's question of the week: um, Do you have a personal UFO story, or one you've heard from a friend, or a very compelling lie you just made up? <laughs> Tell us about Good it. God. So, Any have you UFO have you story. ever had? An encounter with a UFO or heard a story from someone who exactly. has... Exactly, because Emmett's from the South. I'm sure he's heard some shit. Let me tell you, I have 572. Uh, no, I don't have any story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. it's one of those things where, yes, I'm in the South, but I was close yeah. enough to like somewhat metropolitan areas yeah. to where it wasn't rural enough for me to have stories. Light like pollution that. somehow totally mm-hmm. takes UFOs out of the equation. Exactly. There's not a lot of people like, I was staying there in the middle of Manhattan and a UFO came down. No one can corroborate my story. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You don't blow up Times Square at the beginning of Destroy All Humans. So. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't say people weren't around. It's just New York. They don't give a shit. 
<laughs> I did see Men in Black though, so maybe there's some validity there. But we'll see. <laughs> but but no no family members with a weird story. No no. Uh, not really, because even my family members they're like rural Florida, yeah. and that they were Hello. worried about what was going on on the ground. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. Oh, God, they're they just, look yes, to the sky for salvation. <laughs> there might be people in the south who aren't always looking to the skies. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, uh, might be dangerous. I'm just going to brush Sorry, over the laugh. complete shade you threw at people. You're like, well, I grew up near metropolitan areas where people are educated and don't believe in this UFO <laughs> bullshit. Look, That's basically you, what you If, if you want to call the, the suburbs of Savannah like a major metropolitan sure i just can't say that i've like been in the trenches so are, are we talking skidaway island or, or someplace like that <laughs> or, or, nah, <laughs> nah. It, it's one of those things where I, i'm adjacent to a lot of stuff but i haven't lived in it directly so i just miss all the stories that's I just hear yeah. them from family funnily i call georgia uh florida adjacent so that's, that's why that's that's you have UFO stories are always so silly to me because if you were a ufo and like oh these people are fascinating i must study them no no don't go to new york yeah, like, no, 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 no. We don't want to go. We want to go to New York. Don't no. go to New York. You won't learn anything about people there. Yeah, we're gonna get the entertaining ones. We're gonna get the ones that are really crazy. Yeah, I want to see. Let, let me go down to Alabama, where everyone's standing outside of a closed convenience store, throwing pocket knives at their feet. Like the, the, that's what I want to study. It's called Mumbly Peg, and it's a time honored tradition. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I've All shit right. on every state I have friends in now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right, here we go. What else you got? First answer on VigiGamePocalypse.com is from Vocalic, who says this story of an alien encounter is near to me because it happened one town away from where I grew up, the city of Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Mm. In 1955, this family called the police, saying they'd been firing guns for nearly four hours to hold off. <laughs> Little black aliens oh who are attacking oh, their oh no. farm. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh no. uh, the cops took it so seriously that a local army base was contacted and sent some people out to investigate. The investigators found nothing and left, but the family packed up and left later that night after the quote-unquote aliens supposedly returned. The aliens are now believed to have been owls, <laughs> and the family had visitors who were carnies. So it was either an elaborate prank or the family just got spooked easily. <laughs> now, yeah, whenever I, they call the police, they're like, all right, what's your name? And then the person on the other line is just like, who? And they just hang up. There, wow. <laughs> again, they're, they're, like in my experience living in both California and Florida, there is nothing scarier than white people in an area where there's no streetlights. Oh, I agree. And, and, and <laughs> my... my like, we used to have this tradition. We drive down to the beach and we pass each other a beer back and forth. It's like an hour, 90 minute drive. And uh, the girl I was with, she's like, I got to pee. And like, she goes and like uses the bumper of my Bronco to, this is a long time ago, uh, to go pee. And I'm like, it'll be hilarious if I flash the headlights at her while she's peeing in front of my car, which were off. So I do. And I flash the headlights. And while she's peeing, there are four white dudes just standing around her, and they scamper off into the field. And that, to oh, me, Jesus. was scarier than any alien encounter I have ever. What the fuck? Who are you people? Why were you in the the dark in the middle of nowhere? We pulled like into like a, a ditch like culvert. What what George Michael chooses to do on the road side of the road? <laughs> yeah, is I was going to say it's, it's probably scamper. just gay sex. It's, um, yeah, it's, most yeah, of it yeah. comes down to gay sex. Yes. 
Uh, rest in peace, by the way. I don't mean when, to make fun of George. When Mark, you but, when you said scamper, I just imagined them all like taking off on all fours. All fours, <laughs> no. <yeah. laughs> no they, like they, those dudes on roller skates in the fucking Return to Oz. <laughs> that too. But that like uh, uh like Emmett hasn't been here, but TL has, and he can attest. Like everywhere in between cities is the scariest, most like inhospitable white people you've ever seen in your fucking life. They're just mm. not bad sure. people, but terrifying. Uh, a man wa- riding a woman riding a motorbike says, question of the week, I don't have an actual UFO story, but numerous personal incidences of the kind of lost time fugue state that I think uh, uh, people use to attribute to alien abductions. These include the time I got into my car to go to lunch and woke up driving on the freeway. Holy shit. Ooh, oh shit. That sounds like when I was trying antidepressant medication. Uh, being unable to keep track of time during a uh, time of day or day of the week, including not being able to tell if the last meal I ate was 12 minutes or 12 hours ago. Wow. Ooh, several times where I'd hallucinate an entire day, including uh, detailed uh, by, by nonsensical college lectures before realizing I'd never gotten out of bed. Oh uh, all of these turned out to be symptoms of undiagnosed sleeping disorder and have completely oh. disappeared since I got a pat machine. And I really hate to say this, but I think that I'm dealing with the same thing. I get nothing but bad sleep, and I find my dreams very confusing. And most of my anxiety dreams are like, I have a thing at work, or I have a thing at college, or I have a thing at high school that I haven't done. And I wake up stress-induced. Not real. Went to Disney with my my girl's kids, and they're just like, we're not going to a hotel with you anymore because you snore so loud. And apparently I'm not sleeping very well. But I live alone. Yeah, al- you should. You should. Look I live anyone. alone, so like no one. There was no one available to tell me that that I'm mo- quietly going insane. Uh, yeah, but it's wow. yeah. Well, intervention time. Yep. <sighs> Let's see. From the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Daniel Walker says, "My dad once told me that when he was younger and doing training at night in the army, he saw something through a section of trees in the air." He looked up and saw what looked like windows and silhouettes looking back. He said it was like looking at part of a tower block they were moving about. The main issue comes from the fact that they were in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Went to tell someone, but when he went to show, it was gone. It really spooked him, and something he says happened. Like, I feel like a lot of that stuff happens on military watches. Like, my dad was in yes. the Navy, and he would tell me, like... I mean, there's a reason sailors made up mermaids, right? Yeah. Like they, you get bored, yeah. you get tired, you're on night watch and fucking mermaids. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, I tell, I had, I got arrested and got kicked out of school, and instead, because my parents had a little money, I was able to go to Outward Bound and not prison or juvenile. <laughs> it's it's where white kids go to be punished, and my punishment was being in a canoe for a month uh, in Central Florida, and. They they gave like you could no showers you had to like iodize the water and like dip it on your head, huh. like I just skinned and peeled. We ate fucking sardines out of a can. Uh, that, powdered that is milk. some white people For- punishment bullshit. The fact that it sounds yeah. like a clothing line. Out, I went to it- <laughs> I bought some outward bound fucking uh, outerwear. See, I was thinking it's, like whole sequel. <laughs> it's because it sounds expensive, like yes. to go on this, this yes. trip. And then we yeah. and, and, then, and then we met this one kid who's like ah he like he found because you we would take a fifty or a hundred and that was a pee or a poop and he's like I have blood in my shit and we're like whoa dude you get to go and he's like no I'm here on a scholarship. And the rest of us were like, we're trying to escape. Uh, what the fuck? 
and, and and like we were kind of bit like you just imagine a bunch of hungry teenagers like no electronics no showers you're living on the river every week and then, and then we go into intracoastal waterway in front of cape canaveral and uh uh, my canoe, me and this girl, Lindsay, it tipped over. We had to be rescued by a boat and there was kind of a mutiny and they pull us to shore and like, we'll just stay here for the night in front of Cape Canaveral and Cape Canaveral shot up like 20 fucking things that night, like sitting outside it and like, they don't announce this on the news, uh, but they shot up all these fucking weird who knows what they were doing? Satellites. Like, but it's Cape Canaveral, and like that, I, I, I that was my closest look at Cape Canaveral. We got a tour of Cape Canaveral just by being <laughs> white people trapped in a river. And like, ah, why don't you guys come and watch Cape Canaveral for a while? Uh, <laughs> uh, and, it's and, the uh, river whites. Let's invite them. It's in the river. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite show on TV Land. I mean, it really, it really is like the most racist area of Florida. It's like uh, the, the least hospitable area of Florida. That's my favorite WWE wrestling faction, the River Whites. <laughs> but like they. They weren't doing anything. There wasn't a shuttle announcement, and they were just shooting stuff up in the air. Now imagine you live within within a hundred miles of that, and that's going over your house. Like, of course you're going to freak out and feel yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Who's shooting this stuff? It's Cape Canaveral, like taking weather conditions for this and that. But it was la- sleeping underneath it. It was so loud and bright. I can't imagine what it looked like. People like hundreds of miles away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they weren't disclosing anything. Sorry, I thought that was a my next one. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of bright things in the sky, Emmett, Emmett, do you want to read Logical Dojo on Twitter? Certainly, oh, certainly. All right, let's see Logical Dojo. Uh, question of the week: Favorite alien story is of when the Rhea M comet passed close to Earth, causing machines to become sentient, trapping Emilio Estevez, Yardley Smith, and Come others on. at a truck stop with a coke-addled Stephen King. Maximum overdrive will scare the hell out of you. All right, it's I figured out halfway through. Halfway through, what like, movie what? is this? Okay. I was like, I know Emilio Estevez. <laughs> you can't Almost as scary as when Rhea Perlman passed by the Earth, mm. causing machines. Never mind. Once again, a you people <laughs> reference. You can't stop. You can't stop. <laughs> is she in you people? Yes, she's the grandmother. Okay. Oh yeah. wow, I, I didn't even know, know that. Wow, okay. God, you people yeah. on Netflix sponsored. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sponsored the show. Matt apparently. can't get enough of it. He watches one movie every three months, and he can't stop referencing I, it. That's accurate. <laughs> 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 The sequel's uh, going to be called Two People. <laughs> what do you mean, Two People? <laughs> they have kids. That's the whole oh, joke. Okay. Do you love What Do You Mean, Two People? I'm sorry. That's, that's so I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. It's about being dead inside. Yeah. Uh, you old so-and-so says, All I have is seeing a weird meteor-esque thing that I wasn't sure was a meteor. That, and for some reason, one of my big fears as a kid was that a gray alien was going to be staring in the kitchen window mm-hmm. when I walked in there at night. Thanks, Fire in the Sky yes. commercials. Yes. There you go. Not even I, the movie, the ads. We, I, yes, had that too of like, you know when you're like inside and you got the lights on so you can really yes. only see the reflection of inside, mm-hmm. but you can catch glimpses Fucking of outside hate. just enough to be like, if I saw a thing out there, I would shit my pants, right? So as a little kid watching Unsolved Mysteries and reading every Alien book, like it really fucked with me. It, it really fucked, with me. and I, I didn't think it could happen again, but it did in like the last two, 
for years. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's true. He had to masturbate in front of fewer windows because of that. Like, he had to limit the number I'm of windows. I always was... back first. I back my ass right up because I can't come <laughs> unless there's, like, ice-cold <laughs> windows on my You're giving him pressed ham? No. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> you just up against the window glass like it's a shower scene? Like, yeah, pressed <laughs> ham as if it was dropped in a barber shop. And... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so dumb. Like Sorry, a really guys. sad like Tootsie Roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a that's a great ass description. Just uh, <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't care for that. about that is I was thinking Jolly Rancher and said Tootsie Roll and it's a way worse image. Tootsie Roll's way <laughs> yeah. worse because it's got the folds. It's got the folds. That yeah, the, like the, the fatter you get, the more yeah. the center of your ass drops, and it just made me real depressed. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. God damn. Oh. <sighs> Uh, by the way, another Ishin endorsement. You get to see uh, Kiryu in like one of those old style underwear. So you see some Kiryu cheek within no, the first. Not 10 only that, of the game. there is a naked bathhouse fight, straight up inspired by uh, Eastern, Eastern Promises. Promises. But but it's just two guys with fists, and they always have like strategically placed uh, fog around their waists. Perfect. Uh, well, so, yeah. steam from the bath. You know, uh, Kalamari says. That's with a Q, Qualamari, says, For a question of the week, I'm afraid I don't have a story of my own, but the Art Bell talk reminded me of the magnificent bastard who called into his show as Gordon Freeman. And and there is a clip here. Probably not going to play the whole thing, but here we go. Let's go east of the Rockies. You're on Coast to Coast. Hi there. Hi. Hi, George. Yes, sir. Hi. My name is uh, Gordon. I'm, uh, I'm a theoretical physicist. I work at a research facility, and uh, something very mystical has been happening to me so far. Um, there's this man. He, I'll describe him. He looks the same every day, and he's been stalking me. He's a middle-aged man in a blue-tinged suit, and he has very pale skin with dark hair, and he always carries a briefcase. Hmm. And whenever I see him, he he always he seems to adjust his tie and, and brush himself off, and I've never seen him up close. And the mystical thing about it is that mystical. whenever I see him, he's always in a place I can access, such as another room blocked off by, by a window or down the hallway or on the other side of a door or walking across a catwalk. And when I try oh, to get to his place, I say if I see him on uh, down a uh, long hallway oh, right. and run there, At he's the gone. end, it gets way better. And the, the most... Wow. The Skip ahead to the end. Yeah, well, because, like, Art Bell starts asking him about the theoretical physics project he's working on, and he's super <laughs> into it and super excited, and I just feel so bad for him. And yet, <laughs> oh. it's so funny. Oh, All right. Boy. Skipping ahead. To me, I've never heard his voice. I've never seen him up The closest I've ever seen him was the other side of that door. He's never really been in the same room as me, but I, he's always seems to be stalking me. Top, top management has got to know he's there. Uh, yes, you but, go through heavy security. Yes, very so, heavy. Security. So he gets in, right? Yeah, he. I, I thought he. Uh, uh, when I started, I thought I thought he was the administrator, but I met Mr. Breen, and he <laughs> he's Breen. certainly not him. He looks very very different. Uh, he talks to me frequently, and, and every day he's there. This guy. Uh, mostly every day, not every day, but um, some days it's he. I see him more. Some days I see him less. But he, I once was working on something at my desk, and I just got up, and he was just, he walked right by my door, I ran outside, and he was gone. All right, well, you keep us uh, up to date on this as much as you can. Portal technology. <laughs> ability to travel to other worlds, just like the movie Contact. And that's pretty fascinating. Okay, you may think you're 
like a good internet troll, mm-hmm. you are nowhere near the, the level of this guy who comes on the show. So this great. is master. This is a master class in trolling because like <laughs> he he goes he chooses to focus on just the guy the the the, the guy in the suit you know whatever cigarette smoking man whatever I forget what he's called in the series like. Versus like focusing on the experiments or the aliens, head crabs, none of that shit. He just mm. focuses on that guy, which is so like yeah. up Art Bell's alley. It's so, ah. the the full thing is four minutes. It's on YouTube under Half Life Gordon Freeman Call Improved Coast to Coast, uh, uploaded by Slayer Fat. So <laughs> who'd have thought that Gordon Freeman got the courage to call in Art Bell and talk for the first time? <laughs> That's right? the most he's ever the, talked. Yeah, it's, the yeah, most he's it's, ever it's said. incredible. Like that's right up there with like. What's that guy's name who made Gravity Falls, Michael? Um, Alex Hirsch? Alex Hirsch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he called into all the the voting corruption hotlines as Grunkle Stan, <laughs> yeah, I took all these big votes, and I just started throwing them away. And like, like <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's so good. Respect the hustle. Good God. All right. Oh, uh, God, I wish I could think to troll someone that cool. <laughs> Finally, we have a video answer from Mike Amari. Sorry, that's going to be a hard act to follow. Mike Amari here, the question of the week. Uh, I'm coming from Universal uh, Studios Orlando, Florida, hey. uh, celebrating our 15th wedding anniversary a bit early. Uh, hey, this congrats. March 15 years for the wife and I. And this is where we had our honeymoon. Uh, the question of the week, of course, was do you have a personal alien abduction or alien UFO? story and i don't but my dad did um my dad swore up and down that one day in like 1972 after like helping his buddies move some equipment for a show um like he looked up into the sky and he just saw a cigarette shaped like object it moved left made a right hand turn and then just flew as fast as it could in the other direction now mind you this was the early 70s in brooklyn right after a show so yeah, take that. <laughs> uh, thanks again for being with me this week, guys. I'll be again with you next week. Uh, those are called dragonflies. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Or I'm kidding. or dragonflies, if you know. <laughs> One time when I was tripping, I could not stop seeing Howard the Duck hanging out in trees, looking at me. <laughs> uh, that's like the scariest, best, whatever. Like <laughs> I love that oh, image. Just threatening Howard the Duck is just great to me. Yeah, just, but like, like not even like threatening, but like he was judging. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a girlfriend yet? Judgmental <laughs> duck. I get Obviously, it. I just imagine him quacking with reverb on. I don't know why. That's just hilarious to me. <laughs> Using a duck-shaped condom. Those in a corkscrew. Good. Sorry, I'm completing uh, a lot of that's things. Pretty here. ducked up. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett deserves some award for being able to hang with all this. For fuck's oh, sake. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm a part uh, of the puns, let me tell you. Okay, so new question of the week. What's a franchise you'd like to see pull an Ishin and do a spin-off using the same characters? Um, you know, I was about to say Zelda, but all Zelda games are technically spin-offs. Mm. But it would still be cool to see it do, like, a, you know, let's do that cyberpunk game that they were talking about, like, in the early stages of Breath of the Wild, and have Link with a motorcycle, and you know what, fuck it, let's... Uh, Let's have him be like you know raised by his mentor Ganondorf, and uh, he's who who will probably betray him before the end of the game. Spoilers. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's what's interesting about this, like being able to understand like people's backgrounds and motivations from the moment you see them, despite them being new characters. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and like it reminds me 
like this isn't a suggestion, but like it reminds me of Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom Hearts sort of threw in Final Fantasy characters to like get every gamer involved, but it had no interest in having these roles populated by Final Fantasy characters and eventually went away from that. And, And when Matt was talking about this, like I just like why can't Mario do this? Like, like why, why, like, why can't Peach run a store or, or, or Luigi be like a, a, a samurai who roves from town to town. They cannot recast the mushroom kingdom characters as anything other than themselves ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Again, Uh, except Mario who gets recast as everything at all times. He does, but he's still Mario. Yeah. True. And behave, behaves like Mario and wants what Mario wants. All that shit, which is never any, Never anything, but even, it's, even when he's Doctor Mario, hey, I practice without a license. But just just listen to you guys talk about this because I've heard about this in the Yakuza series before. Like, why hasn't why haven't more characters done this? And like, maybe the Dark Brotherhood, the Sonic, the Dark Brotherhood did a little bit, but just by putting established characters in in charge of tropes, but they were still those characters. And I, I just found it bizarre. Yeah, like, yeah. Why not recast everybody? Put different hats on them. Put them in a different time time frame, and uh, mm-hmm. make them responsible for different things. You could totally do, like. Maybe Mario and Rabbids would be better if like uh, you reached a different, darker Mario world, oh, and the rabbits were Mario pulling them the out. Now. Yeah, <laughs> if you yeah. want a little bit yeah. of this, so again, he flips Sega, the bird. Sega yeah. plug here, but like you should check out Sonic Prime because Sonic Prime does explore like alternate universe versions oh, of okay. Sonic characters a little bit. I'm gonna go though um, for something. So like Square keeps making spinoffs and iterations of and reimaginings of Final Fantasy VII. But I would kind of be curious to see what would happen if you took some Final Fantasy characters and put them... Uh, I think they've even actually done this now that I say it, the world of Final Fantasy. But, like, put put some of your favorite Final Fantasy characters in an all-new setting or game type. Because it's mm. like, yeah, we just love those characters so much. But some of those, uh, for reasons, we can't, we can't revive or whatever to put in games. Just like, yeah... Um, Okay, well then give me Aerith and put her in a new setting or something like that and have her interact with Cloud. Throw Cloud in the 1990s Alabama and just have him called the F word over and over. <laughs> I, I just, but you know, by the end of like Crisis Core, right, which is as close to that as you're going to get, is like, yeah, Cloud's there, but it's sort of in a different context. It's like, yeah, I, you just, I just love those characters. I love Sephiroth. I love Cloud. I, you know, love Zack. Put him in something else. Like, let, let me interact with those characters in a new setting. Like, I'd be down with that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I the, the first thing I thought of, well I thought of two things here. Number one, we need more games like Night at the Inventory where it's just a bunch of characters from a yeah. bunch of different games just interacting mm. in a totally non-canonical thing. Um we totally yeah. need some more stuff like that. Um but the thing I went to first was the Saints Row 4 when the Saints stole Christmas deals. I thought of the Saints. <laughs> I thought of the Saints. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that's the first thing I went because I thought of that and I'm like, there's so many games with ensemble cast similar to Saints Row where I just want a Christmas spinoff. Just like mm. like all those movies where it's like, oh, this Christmas, almost Christmas or four Christmases, all those like, oh, yeah. we got a couple A-listers. Let's make some money this year. And, and um, a lot of a lot of shows would either end their production cycles on a Christmas episode or have a non-canonical canonical Christmas episode. It shouldn't only be The Simpsons that plays community, in this world. Community does this yeah. well with the, yeah. with the whole like uh, claymation Christmas mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, SpongeBob that's, as well. 
I like that. I like, yeah, you put it, you set it around Christmas and it kind of gives you an excuse to do that. Like that's mm-hmm. Yeah, to do something fun and out of the ordinary. Yeah, I'd um, love that. Like I'm thinking about like the Horizon Zero Dawn cast or really just the sequel. I'd love that cast in like a Christmas themed thing where they can just oh, have yeah. fun. Mm. Red Dead Redemption 2, all those guys just gathering together oh, for some Christmas yes. hijinks. I'd Give love that. Gang. Um, you know, yeah. there's a which, bunch which of they did with like the this. zombie expansion, right? With the the undead uh, nightmare for the first right? one. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love yeah. them to just trail that on because there's way better characters in the second game, to be honest. Uh, so, Forbidden Western Holiday. Yeah. Oh God. What else are they going to celebrate in the 1900s? Uh, See, but that is part of the magic of Undead Nightmares. It's kind of like, hey, these characters you know and love, yeah. just in an all new setting. That eh, this didn't really happen, but we'll pretend it did. Like, I mm-hmm. love that. This, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, need to do it happen. I know it's not easy, and I'm not. I'm not one of the. It's so easy to do this. We know it's not. Yeah, easy. Nothing in games is easy. Resident yeah. Evil should do this. Now I'm thinking about it. We know those yeah. characters are yeah. the back of yeah, our yeah, hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they sort of did have... it with the movies. Uh, but no those yeah. people yeah. have to be like... under some sort of contract where, like, hey, we're doing this. You got to be involved. Yeah. And for your standard rate, and come on, get in here. <laughs> I can't believe I'm. <laughs> advocating actors being paid less to give me what I want. I mean, we sort of got your West Wing fantasy in the new God of War. <laughs> Richard I'll Schiff, never get a, It's one of those things I'll, I'll die on the hill on. Like, the West Wing should have had Simpsons Halloween episodes every single season. Like, hmm. a nuclear threat, uh, alien threat. Like, like how would this, how would the West, the White House deal with this? Like, you would gain new fans all the time. Like I'd every fucking that. year. Yeah. yeah. The, the inverse of that is the fact that um, the West Wing is really just like sort of a alternate version of an American president, which was also written by Aaron Sorkin. So. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Matt even remembers issues. American president. Michael <laughs> Douglas and Annette Benning. Oh, my God. It's a great movie. I like it quite a bit. I'm into cheesy stuff like that. But it is weird when you watch that. You're like, oh, this is like the pilot episode of West Wing. Kind of, yeah. And yeah, the, the people who work in the White House are people. Did you know that? Then they talk really fast, and they're very, they're all very smart. <laughs> I think they we've should. set a, a record now for West Wing mentions on this show Let's on do a it. single on a video game podcast. There's got to be West Wing telling us, This is Michael politely right? telling us to shut up. But, uh, <laughs> Not necessarily. Um, but what's a all the same? What's a franchise that you'd like to see pull an Ishin and do a spinoff using the same characters? Let us know. Go to VigigamApocalypse.com, answer into the comments for episode 512, or you can visit us at the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the answers on next week's show. Like, anyway, like, that's like, like what's what's a world where Mario doesn't know Luigi? They've never done that before. Never. Hmm. Mm. Okay. It could like, be inter- do, do like a red sun, but with anything. Uh, with do Mario. anything. Like like play around anything. Oh my god! What if Mario was raised in America and is evil? And <laughs> well, then he just has Chris Pratt's voice canonically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs once again. Emmett, where can people find you? Uh, EJ Spun Six One on Twitter is the easiest place to find me. Also, VGU.TV is the website. Uh, welcome to the Thing Podcast and Spoonful Vids on Twitter for that podcast as well. All of them are great shows with great people. And I, like I, this I, one. I still can't <laughs> oh, get over you. Mario Red Sun. Like the, <laughs> the idea <laughs> of Mario raising different environment. Oh my Mario. God, that's so, so that's so hilarious. God. He is the Red Sun, technically. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. Uh, listen to 302010 this week. Um, 
shit, last week was Army of Darkness. I forget what it was. But, like, I love Army of Darkness so much. It's one of the best cinematic experiences you can have. Uh, and there's other such stuff this week as well. And uh, patreon.com slash laser time. We're constantly adding new stuff. Matt's threatening to record something with me. I hope Dan is threatening to record something with me um, about theme parks. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, but yes, uh, we've been doing 80s in depth there. Extra 30, 2010 stuff. Five bucks supports the whole network. We do appreciate it. Yeah, I got nothing to plug um, other than patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, yeah, that's or you can follow me, I guess, on Twitter at Maddie C. Allen. I haven't been as active on Twitter lately for reasons, but uh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think, Painful yes, the same reasons a lot of people. If you been do more than three podcasts, like, why am I giving this shit away? This goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> why would I give it away on Twitter when I can give it away in the show? That's yeah. right. It's why I They're don't send people free. nudes. I just direct them toward my OnlyFans. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> the why are you laughing? That That's fucking up. Why are you laughing? It's not bad. You can't get canceled over that. You knew what you were getting. I just yeah. been posting <laughs> a pixel a piece. You knew what you were getting, and then they got to get all the pixels at once. Oh, okay. It's true. <laughs> it's like that first and ten thing. With the... Matt's Dude, only like five whatever. pixels, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Chris, what about what about Luigi Red Sun? What if they were born wearing each other's overalls? Mm. Listen what to me. Then? I can jump higher than you. I'm taller than you. I'm heavier than you. Anything you could do, I can do the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come at me, Mario. Uh, I right. dare you. I mean, if I'm being honest... Luigi has a bigger dick than Mario, right? Oh, like, yeah, that's of course. Certainly. Guaranteed. Luigi fits a certain archetype. <laughs> yeah. That's why he jumps so weird. He's got to adjust himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why does he jump at, like, a slope? <laughs> Mario's got the Trump yeah. mushroom those, tip. Like, let's those be aren't yeah. his legs kicking in midair. Damn, that is his that. dick doing that's a true. tails and spinning around like a <laughs> propeller. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, be careful with that poltergust. You never know what you're going to suck up with that. Uh-huh. Thing, so. God. Uh-huh. God. He's got a I'm so fucking... I'm so horny now after this whole show. I come of the green. Uh, as as uh. always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparaz. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. How she's like putting out logs that are like the same size as mine based mm-hmm. on what I feed her. Doesn't make any sense. That's a great excuse. That's how cats battle for dominance. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> He's a cat. I don't get it. Just giant Toblerones. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, oddly enough, shaped in that weird triangle shape. <laughs> I, I